Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C, certified brew head. And I'm Nathan from Nathan Does Beer. And welcome to episode 87 of Beer Dives, the podcast adjunct series, the first ever top 10 breweries in Ontario for 2021. Uncle Nathan, that deserves some applause right here. Hey, there we go. We're clapping for Ontario. So, Nate. Yeah, we are. Nate is joining me this evening. If everyone knows Nate, Nate is the blog lord for BOS. He is one of my most common co-hosts, holding me the fuck down, making sure that we're asking the right questions to some of the best breweries in Canada. This evening, Nathan and I thought, you know what? We do, if people might be familiar, for in here on BOS, we team up every year. We've done it for the last three years with um, Matt from Vox and Hops and Noah from Beerism to do a top 10 breweries in Quebec. And I was doing it, uh, like right now we're, we're filming this here in January, like, you know, first week back of 2022. And I was thinking about it. When did I reach out to you? Probably like a, a couple of weeks before Christmas, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, why haven't we done an Ontario one yet? Because BOS is really, it's, it's purely in between both provinces. And sometimes yep. maybe in the beginning, BOS started, I lived here, um, but probably a lot more of the beers were maybe skewed towards Ontario in the beginning. And it was just because of probably more language. And I just didn't really know enough people out here. I just, I had a few contacts out there. And then over time, it kind of, it's basically 50, 50. So it kind of felt wrong that we weren't doing the same thing for, uh, for Ontario. So Nate, yeah, yeah, you were down to, to do something like this. And I felt like between us, you know, we both get to sample a lot of different beers from a lot of the, the best breweries in Ontario. And we have a real nice picture of, um, you know, some of our faves in the province. So do you want to explain how this is going to work for people who may have not seen the Quebec one? Because you wouldn't have heard it on the podcast. This is going to be a podcast because this is a BOS, uh, you know, BOS only initiative. But because the other one is a collab, BOS, we do the video for the Quebec one. Maddie from Vox and Hops drops the audio and Noah does the blog post. Whereas all three of those are going to be running through BOS between Nate and I. So for those who don't know the premise of this, do you want to break it down for me and let them know what we're about to go through? Yeah, sure. So, um, it, like as the as the name implies, we're gonna like we're gonna run through our ranking of the top ten breweries in Ontario. Uh, they are not gonna be in any specific order. Uh, so, so it's not uh, like so it's not ranked. This is just uh, like this is just an equal uh, equal top ten honors. So we'll uh, like so we'll go through them in random order. Uh, we each have a few like a few beers from the breweries that were. <laughs> Uh, like that we're going to be listing off um, to uh, like just kind of as we're going through them uh, we'll talk a little bit about why we thought the uh, like the breweries deserve to be in the uh, like in the top 10 spot and then afterwards we'll uh, like we'll also be giving a few honorable mentions as well absolutely and maybe and I didn't even tell you this we might even do some little predictions for this year maybe some some breweries that or styles or something that we think are going to be popping in uh, in Ontario in 2022 teaser oh i know i did put us both on the spot huh that's right yeah <laughs> I, I do kind of feel that the that the predictions often align with the honorable mentions though to be honest for the most part so um who is starting i'm starting this off aren't i you're starting yes i'm starting off. 
So the first brewery in our top 10 breweries in Ontario for 2021 is Town Brewery in Whitby, Ontario. Mate, we love these guys. Whoops, Nate's the only one who's smart enough to put it the right way up here. So we are going to be uh, cracking their collab from their fourth anniversary, I believe it was. Oh, you got the yes, new right. glassware. Ooh. Nate yeah, always man. has the new glassware, bro. Um, they had their, it was their fourth anniversary in no, Octo- October, I think it was, or November. One of the two. And um, this is a phenomenal collab they did with uh, another fantastic brewery, Third Moon, called Cookies on Sunday, a pastry lager. Tell them about this one, Nate. This yes, is sir. a fascinating beer. Yeah, it, it is a fascinating beer. Um, th- this is one that, uh, <laughs> to my mind, has big "fuck you" haters energy, oh. <laughs> uh, like which is what I like, which is what I particularly loved about it. Uh, Do you get that feeling as well? Oh, very much so. I, I like their um, their their social posts for it. Was like, oh, look yeah, why? That's a real clean line. Uh, I love oh, that. yeah, that's gorgeous. Really nice. They, uh, um, yeah, they started so, off with like, hear us out, hear us out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and their, their whole idea with it was, you know, when you do a collab with Thurn, it's very like, you know, it's very easy to do, like to say, let's do a thick hazy IPA or let's like, or let's do a big monster stout um, or like, or something like that. So uh, they went uh, like, so they went a little bit outside of the box for a th- like for a third moon collab. So uh, like, so they did a logger, but you know, it's still gotta like, it's still gotta have some, some third moon energy if you're going to be doing a third moon collab. So uh, like, so they went with a pastry logger. Um, and if I'm remembering all of the adjuncts, right, I believe, like, I believe it's got, uh, I believe it's got cacao nibs and, yes. uh, like, and coffee and coconut, I think. You know what? I didn't, I was, I was about to check this. I actually kind of think you nailed that one. I definitely, cause you can smell the, uh, the cacao for sure. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Cause okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Let us explain. That's, that's the first thing. I, was, I really enjoyed that. Here we go. It was used, brew, uh, brewed using pure chocolate and cocoa nibs, toasted coconut and freshly roasted coffee, coffee and crispy yeast, the, like K-R-I-S-P-Y yeast from Escarpment. Right. So you nailed it, bro. Um, it's there 5%. So first of all, cheers to you. Cheers to town. Cheers to Ontario Craft Beer yes. in 2021. Get it in you. It's really strange how much this works, eh? Yeah, it it really is. You you know what it um what it struck like what it struck me as is that like this to me tastes like a better way to do a white stout. Mm. Yo, like it's kind of because it's kind of got a lot of the same vibes as a white like as a white stout does. Like you know the same kind of adjuncts that you like that you would have in there in uh, um like in a paler beer. Um, that like with the same kind of flavor profiles, but what I find it doesn't have is that same kind of ashiness that you usually like that you often get from like from a white stout. Mm. So I like I think they kind of accidentally <laughs> stumbled onto uh, like stumbled onto something that, that that's almost that almost works a bit better for that. I I think that's a fantastic comparison. That's exactly what it is because really a white stout is a blonde ale with. Um coffee really usually right? with like usually with coffee or chocolate or whatever something like that whereas this does specifically taste it's certainly sweeter than a white stout it's like made with the intent i think because they also use that pure chocolate as well so i think that might might have kicked up the um what's it called the play-doh a bit more 
but mm. I think you're a hundred percent. And also like putting the coconut in it automatically makes it pastry, particularly in conjunction with that chocolate. But you're right. It's a, it could, it's just like, it, it shouldn't work this well. Uh, you know, and I actually yep. just poured the rest in now. So it's a little hazier than I had it before with the, um, what's it called with all the, the shit from the bottom in there. But so this is a fantastic beer. So, uh, you know, town is a favorite from both of us. Is that a fair thing to say? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so something else that I'll that I'll mention too, um, in the explanation about how we're doing this. So, when we put together our top ten, uh, we each had uh, like we each had our list of ten to see like to see which ones matched up, and then like to pair the list down. We matched on eight out of ten. So we only like so we only needed to come to an agreement on uh, like on the other two. Which was easy. Uh, so like so we're in pretty like so we're in pretty good agreement on most of the like on most of the list here. And yes, it is definitely fair to say that town is uh, like is a favorite of both of ours yes and, and it's been really beautiful i mean if anyone's watched before i feel like i've made myself pretty clear how i feel about these guys and i imagine uh, like you just confirmed there that you probably align with most of what i'd say we interviewed them for the first time it was like january 2nd in tw- on 2018 i believe they'd only been open a few months um and uh, I got along with Jeff immediately. He's since become a good friend. Um, no bias on this, though. This is straight based on uh, the beers themselves, like what, which breweries have the best beers in 2021. Um, watching Town grow. Uh, I haven't met Andy yet. I'd love to have him on the pod. I'm going to talk to Jeff to get them both on, who's their new head brewer, who won new, you know, probably a year or so now. But just watching, you know, their branding go from the old branding, which was quite nice already, but to this, like, you know, the, the, the nice cursive logo and these beautiful mm-hmm. art pieces for the cans. They're so consistent. They're so, like, I can pick a town can anywhere. Um, the beers yep. are just A1 consistently from their, the, the, the body on their hazy IPAs. They're incredible. Like, you know, Big Money is one of my favorite crispies from them. Um, nice dry hopped lager. It's phenomenal. Um, you know, even they, they're doing coffee stouts, they're doing even s- some stuff to sort of appeal. They're, they're in Whitby, which is essentially a suburb. So, you know, they're doing Hefeweizens. I saw they did like a mild or ESB or something. Um, you know, they're really, and I bet those are fire. I didn't, I didn't get to try the Hefeweizen, but I know that the way that they're doing beers, even things that might not be interesting to the you know, super nerdy crowd, uh, are, are done exceptionally well. I just feel like their, their tap room is warm and welcoming. Um, it is. Me, you know, the team is, is diverse. Um, um, you know, they participated in Link Up last year, um, did a fantastic beer. One of their employees actually was our very first ever um, a successful applicant to the program. Uh, he got a uh, scholarship to Cicerone. Um, yeah, I just, I just love everything that they're doing. I just think they're a fantastic team. They, they love beer. They are really, really are passionate about beer and, and it, it shows, man. It really does. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and they're another one of those breweries that like are like, like they're an absolute community hub. Like people, like people in Whitby love town. Like, like and it's uh, like and like you say, their tap room is like is very warm and welcoming. And I think the enthusi- like the enthusiasm from the locals that like really that, like really shows from that. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's been great to watch them blossom and and to see you know, people sort of scramble to get town beers and stuff and people really want to get hold of them. Um, you know, from I, my friend, check, check this out. My friend I used to work with in a call center in 2005, I still talk to him. He, uh, he's now like a partner at an advertising agency, great dude. 
he got COVID in Melbourne and uh, he said someone put, a, you know, sent him put a bunch of beers in a box at his doorstep and one of the beers was from town. So they did a... No way. Uh, yeah. So funnily enough, one of the... Um, Jeff hit me asking me, hey, these guys want to send our beers to Australia. What Are these guys legit? And I knew them and I was like, yeah, man, they're great. Please do it because I know, I know where they're going and I know that the people that are out there are going to appreciate it. Um, and then since then I got in touch with them. I put them in touch with a few other breweries uh, that I won't spoil that are coming down there soon. But it was just really cool to even see that, like the, you know, the fact that they were on the radar, they were reached out to by someone in Melbourne, my hometown, reached out to them this brewery in Whitby, which is a very unassuming place. You're not really going to be, you know, scouring the world for Whitby, no shade, but it's, you know, it's a suburb. So I think that it speaks volumes about uh, their reputation, what they've done. So congrats town much, much deserved and excited to see what you guys do this year. Absolutely. So uncle next up, next up, Introduce them. All right. So next up, I think, is the youngest brewery on uh, like on the list, um, uh, and yes. it's uh, like it's one who uh, like who we interviewed just uh, like just a couple of months ago uh, from Kingston, Ontario. Fine Balance Brewing. Yes. So. It, like we, we couldn't be more excited uh, like about these guys like like and we really got uh, <coughs> like got amped up about them after we uh, like after we had them on the podcast and uh, like and we both had a chance to uh, uh, like to visit them now yeah. um they, they like to see a brewery that young like brewing beers this good from such a wide range of styles it like it's like it's so so exciting to see right. um and and like like Andrew, the owner who we like who who we were chatting with, like is such an awesome dude. Like like he's very chill, um, but he clearly uh, like has a very passionate team, um, a very skilled brewer, and uh, and just kind of like very like exceptionally clean marketing, um, which is, like the branding is great. Uh, like their tap room, is, like is like the vibe in there is like is just awesome, and. The beers, they're so fucking good. Um, like, do, like even if we look back to what we had, like to what we had on the pod, starting out with, um, like, with Testaccio, their, um, their their Italian pills was uh, like was just awesome. Um, their uh, their flagship beer, Oats and Cream, uh, a lactose IPA, um, which like like which is just exceptional, and yeah. it's. I remember having it uh, like about six months prior to we had uh, like to when we had them on the pod, and it had already improved at that point. Um, one of my favorite things that they've done since then is a couple of va- like variations on that. Like they, they did a couple of different hop variations on it, and they even did a couple of double yeah. versions mm-hmm. for like for their anniversary, which was exciting. The, like both versions were great. Yeah. Um, Something that Andrew said when we were on the pod, which as soon as he said it, like really clicked, was that um, uh, like their he- their head brewer is very like it was uh, uh, like was very much inspired um, by uh, like by other half, 
um, like, and is kind of very into the Brooklyn brewing scene. Um, at, like, and just in terms of the kind of like <coughs> how he brews IPAs is very much other half inspired. And you like, and you can tell that just by, like by how cleanly they're brewed. They're like, they're extremely well attenuated, whereas like thick haze can often be, uh, like can often be unhinged and, uh, like, and kind of not as much care taken with them by a lot of breweries, but it's, like, like their brewer is so skilled that you can tell that he's taking all of those things really, really seriously, even when he's brewing a big haze bomb. Couldn't agree more. Um, you're so right, man. It, they, that was one of my favorite interviews of 2021 as well. And one of my, I would say mo- probably one of my favorite discoveries for sure of, of the year. Yeah. I knew about them. I remember for people who didn't see how, you know, Nate went by in the summer and I was extremely jealous because I'd just seen the talk about them. I love their branding. I'm like, yo, how is it? You were like, man, it's crazy. Let's get them on. Like, boom. Because you did a nice little Kingston run. And uh, after that, uh, we interviewed them. Everything you said summed up the beers on the pod. I went down. I was in Prince Edward County in the end of November, beginning of December. So I went down and visited with Andrew for a little bit, for like an hour maybe. Checked out the place. Um Super impressed. I left. I bought one of everything. I was just like, after Andrew left, I was, who, the, the staff member was there. I was like, look, man, I'll take one of one of everything in the fridge, which is about half a case. It was probably about 12 different beers. Um, and I remember saying to you, man, I regret not getting more, but my fridge couldn't hold it, to be honest. But yeah, it was just yeah. Re- yeah. It was really nice. The Moteca version of oats and cream, like you said, was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So really good. good. I got the, um, I tried the, uh, the Letna, the Czech... Um, pills on luca oh fuck yeah um yeah yeah see I, i'm really jealous that you like that you had it on the luca i i like i had it uh, like in a can just a, like just a couple of weeks ago and it was spectacular i can only imagine how good it was on the luca to be honest man i had it over I, I bought the can of that as well and i had it um on christmas day i think and uh it didn't taste that different in the can so I really think they've done a great job with the body on that beer and keeping yeah. it uh, consistent, to be honest. But yeah, when he was offering me, he's like, oh, what do you want? And I was like, he gave me a few tasters of a bunch of things. He's like, oh, do you want a full pour? And I'm like, you got a Luca, man. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, not do that? I just, it wasn't even a choice. It was so. But, that, but like, why in the world would you say no to that? <laughs> it's, I could have got a, you know, a full, would have been great to have a nice, fresh, full pour of oats and cream or the Moteca version or something, but. I couldn't go past it. It was it was just spectacular. But yeah, they're they're an exciting brewery in a city that and, and in a region really that's really coming up uh, in in craft beer that uh, is really impressing you and I right now. And I feel like uh, based on the response on social from whenever we post about them, the uh, the community feels the same way. So it's yeah, uh, for sure going to be exciting to watch what they do. So congrats, Fine Balance, you guys are fucking champions. Well done. Solid yep. effort. All right. So that's the first two. Now I'm up. Oh, next beer time for me. Mm-mm. Number three. Could you please grab the next beer? Man? Can you grab the next beer out of the fridge, please? So I'll do like a nice subtle. Yeah, obviously we're not, uh, you know, we're doing 10 breweries. We're trying to drink, you know, about four beers. And, and Nate and I are both. We've got a couple of them. We don't have the, the same beers just to switch it up so that we cover a few more. Uh, and we'll wrap these beers up afterwards. So this brewery... Thank you so much. Doesn't really need much of an introduction. They are the blueprint to modern craft beer in Ontario, in my humble opinion. And I feel like uh, a lot of the breweries um, that are popping right now feel the same way. Mate, we could not have this without Bellwoods Brewery. 
in Toronto, Ontario. Bam. Uh, the beer that I'm going to crack from there. Did you get to try this at all, bro? No, I haven't tried that, that one. This was solid. This was the second can I had of this. Damn, I could have... Uh, I think it's still kicking around. I know my friend got it from one of the like the, the beer stores, but this is their collab with Superflux in Vancouver called Lupilada. Oh, man. Coconut IPA. To be fair, though, it's probably six weeks old, five weeks old or something um, at this mm. point. But look, I, I don't even know how much I need to quantify uh, this one. Bellwoods are... Um, and you know what? You and I have talked about this before. We kind of... Um, Oh, Tiff's still in the photo. Are you ready for my fake smile, Nate? <laughs> Look at me pouring a beer, Nate. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There, there you she go. is. <laughs> Just having a great time with my mate. <laughs> Thanks, babe. So, Bellwoods, obviously, when, you know, when uh, I went to their brewery in, on Ossington uh, about in the, in the first week uh, they opened. Uh, look at that, by the way. Look at that. Glorious. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is gorgeous. Looks beautiful. Nice little bit of a coconut nose. I can't remember what the other um, hops are, but first of all, get it in you. Take a sip first. Take a sip there. Right. Oh, delightful. This holds up well. To be fair, also, I do, I'm in the uh, final stages of the flu, so my palate isn't 100% back up where it needs to be, but I'm getting the fucking point. So I went to Bellwoods uh, in the, within the first week of them opening. Um, I used to live down the street on, uh, on Usington and Bloor. So when they opened, we were pretty excited, uh, really enjoyed what they had back then. I remember I checked, I, it came out recently, it was, uh, I had Hellwoods from the first time. They had um, uh, Grandma's Boy, like the OG, because they opened with all of that. And, uh, you know, I didn't really follow them closely after I left. I moved to Montreal a few months after that. And over the years, I remember I was doing a podcast with, um, when, when Hayes came in and I didn't know really where to get many Hayes, I was doing a podcast with the Wild Shack here in Quebec and they had a, which are the home brewers that are no longer working together anymore, but they had a cellar that had all these Bellwoods and I was like, what the fuck? And they were like, oh yeah, Bellwoods are incredible. And they said, they, you know, Jutsu is the haziest, juiciest pale ale in uh, Ontario. I'm like, get out of town. So I remember going back shortly after that and uh, rediscovering Bellwoods, falling back in love. They changed the game. Um, as far as the haze and what they were pumping out, obviously bringing in things like Milk Shark, which was a very big deal at the time. It, yeah, that, it, it it was a very big deal and very, like and very much a trendsetter. Like it, uh, like like so many things in the Ontario scene, like as you're describing, like really kind of uh, like as you said, the blueprint of uh, like of kind of the trendiest parts of like of beer in Ontario and like. They really introduced Ontario to the milkshake IPA, at, oh, like sure. in a really, really big way. <laughs> Would you say maybe even Canada? Because I know that they the word got around pretty quick. Uh, I, I mean, I, I couldn't say for sure because I was like because I wasn't following the rest of the scene too closely <laughs> at that, like at that time. But it like but it seems likely that there weren't too many others yeah. like doing it at that point i would say and i still feel i don't know if there's anyone that's better than them to this day as far as uh, as far as that beer that's doing doing lactose uh you know ipas 
or milkshakes but well yeah i mean uh, like i mean not many people are uh, like are even doing uh, like milkshake ipas anymore like 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 there's a couple who like who still put out the odd one every now and then but bellwoods are the only like are the only ones who are like who are still regularly put like putting them out like uh like i, I think they just announced another milk shark yesterday like yesterday or today raspberry tangerine uh, like, yeah that's the one yeah i'm all over it don't worry i already have it Oh, I know, oh, I know you are. I, I, I wasn't worried about it. <laughs> Thank God. Huge shouts to Notion, always hooking me up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was back then. And, uh, you know, they're the blueprint for everything. They're essentially, I mean, look, it probably would have happened anyway. These other breweries would have popped up being based on what's happening in the States, et cetera. But I really feel like Bellwoods inspired everybody and really like just laid that groundwork. Um, to be honest, there was a bit of a dip period. I want to say 2019, maybe 2020. Um, Yep. A lot of this stuff just wasn't fire, wasn't hitting. The barrel age stuff, the food age stuff was always A1, let's be fair there. Yep. The stouts, the sours, consistent across the board. The haze, I felt like, really dropped and just wasn't what it used to be. But I want to say, really, would uh, you like agree? Yes, I, I like. I would one hundred percent agree, and I would uh, like. And I think for a, for like like for a period, I was even a bit harsher on them that, uh, that, than you were. Um, <laughs> that, like like one like one in particular that like that stands out for me is like like the monogamy series was really like was really just not doing it for me for mm. like for about a year, uh, probably about that like about that period of like halfway through twenty nineteen through uh, like through halfway through twenty twenty. Like I'm like I'm thinking. Um, like galaxy double monogamy kind of fell flat for me. Um, uh, the, like monogamy Laurel, what that like that they put out in early, like in early to mid 2020 just, or the, the, like, or later 2020 just what like wasn't doing it for me. Um, and uh, yeah, like it, uh, like it was really not hitting the mark. Um, but however, to like, to your point, like the, like the barrel age stuff and the, like the stuff in the bottles that was, still a one like when we uh, like when we did a pod um at some point late last year um it, like in november or something like that when we had like when we had grandma's boy oof, like like oh, that was yeah. perfection yeah we had the shiro plums or whatever it was yeah yes yeah. so uh, like but but I think they've circled back around again. Like, like that, like the haze has come, uh, like has come back to being on point. Um, like very recently, I had uh, like monogamy double Simcoe, which like which was just great. Yep, I couldn't agree more, man. Uh, so, uh, like and say, same with Nelson as well. So like so, so they they've tapped back into whatever they used to be doing for that, it, like it really feels like. Yes, and that's kind of where I was going. I wasn't trying to shit on somebody that's, um, you know, making the top 10, but that's exactly it, man. Like they, they really came back around. I feel like they just had a little bit of a dip there for arguably yeah. a year, give or take. Um, but yeah, 2021, back in, in, in form again. All their, you know, one-offs, you know, things like this, like this from late last year that I'm drinking now is was fantastic. Um, doing lots of interesting stuff, lots of uh, fun one-offs. They're, even their branding's kind of changed up a little bit. I feel like it's brighter and punchier. Even though before, it was already phenomenal, but now it's it's just everything across the board is exciting. I went to, you know, over, over Christmas, I was in Toronto. I didn't do much because I, I had the flu, unfortunately, but uh, I still popped in to grab some stuff to go. I went to both Hafis and Ossington. Um, you know, they started doing smoothies last year, the Jelly Royale series. Um, 
I've had all of those so far, pretty damn solid. I knew they would be. It's kind of a matter of time before they jumped on the smoothie train. Um, you know, anytime they dropped uh, some, they dropped a couple of new skeleton keys at the end there. Um, some new bar nails. You know, it was just a really solid year for them for uh, across the board. Um, I feel like almost any year, if I'm going to be honest, even in their off years, those cut, those little, you know, maybe 28, 19, 20, 20, whatever, they probably still deserve top ten even then, you know. Well, I, yeah, I would say like I would say so because even if on the like even if on those off years uh, that like Grandma's Boy is still like is still tasting absolutely top notch, uh, like Hellwoods is still like is still one of the like one of the best Imperial Stouts like you can get. Yeah, uh, you know, like it's like it's hard to argue with that. So so yeah, completely agree. Even like even though they had like they had a bit of an off season, they definitely turned it back around in like in 2021. And really like no like no shade on Bellwoods ever, even when, no. like you know like even during that downtime. And um, you've also got to get like give respect to like to the impact that they've had on the like on the Ontario scene because I think we've said before there's certain things like you know. Without Jutsu, there might not have been Dominion City paper salesmen. Without, um, like you know, without Jelly King, that like there might not be a lot of the dry, like of the dry hop sours, like like in the province to that, like to that same degree. Absolutely, and no I think question. like and I think Jelly King is probably still the model for dry hop sours in Ontario. Easily, and the infinite variants that they've had, and you know they've really had fun with that and getting those in the LCBO, which is something I don't think that happened. I think it might have happened in 2020, but I went just before I left. I went to uh, an LCBO, um, and the one on Queen and Coxwell, and um, I'd never been there before. And I heard, I know, I used to trade, I haven't seen him for a while, but I used to trade with the manager there. So I'd bring him stuff from here in Quebec and he'd always get me the Bellwoods you know, that my brother weren't able to get me. And they had, never, they had like monogamy citra in there. Um, they had crazy stuff in there. It was, it was like, man, I was really happy for the drinkers there who didn't all have to, you know, in the East End, it's a little, little tougher to get out West. You know, it's a lot big ass city. So, you know, it was just yep. really impressive to see them do that and expand into the LCBO and grow the brand out. They're in a different phase. Before they're in that hype phase, I feel like they've moved beyond that into their more legacy phase now. Uh, they've been around, this would be year 10, 10, 10 years in April. Um, maybe it got a lot to expect this year for them. But it's uh, yeah, just been exciting to, to watch them continue to grow and do their thing. Their marketing's phenomenal and they're, you know, they, they're well deserved. Absolutely. Well Big deserved. Props. Yeah, huge props. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go grab my next beer for the, uh, like for the next one. If you want to keep, like, if you've got anything else you want to say about Bellwoods while I'm doing that, absolutely. Uh, one thing actually I was going to mention before, Nate brought up Hellwoods. Uh, you know, which is like from what I understand, it's a Russian imperial stout. So something that they had, I had it in 2012, and I had a bottle of it, and I the bottle wasn't date stamped, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was from 2018 because I hadn't bought it for a while, and I had a fresh can that I got like a month ago. So just before I went to Toronto for Christmas, I did a back and uh, a side by side. I'm sorry, with the 2018 bottle of Hellwoods and 2021 can of Hellwoods, and Tiff split them with me. Thank God, or I would have vomited. And it was really interesting to try the difference between the two. The 2021 was super dry. Uh, I was just saying, Nate, that I think that the that Hellwoods is a Russian imperial stat, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at least according to Untapped. Yeah, I, for, yeah. I, I forget how they <coughs> but that certainly sounds about right. And I was like, if you had the 2018, it was sort of sweeter, stickier, a little more chocolatey. 
the 2021 was drier, that licorice, more leather. I definitely preferred the newer one, but it does age beautifully. Noah was telling me that he loves. Yeah. He always keeps that one on deck. And um, personally, I preferred. Yeah, the, I, uh, the I, yeah I, I had a can of the, 20, uh, like of the 2021 as well. And you're right. Like, like definitely like super dry, leathery. Um, but like, like, but still drinks with like, like with the heft Mm. of a pastry stout without all of that, like without all of that sweetness, like, like, yes. like you know, like, like that really big, like kind of thick oily pour kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And, and it was, uh, it was just really nice to, to have them, you know, well, it wasn't really side by side as much as back to back, but I just yep. really enjoyed it. And then it reminded me of how much of a spectacular beer that was. And, uh, I had all, I even had last year, I even had a bunch of 2017, uh, skeleton keys that uh, my friend Gord who works at Bellwood has been yelling at me for years to, to drink. Cause he was like, man, they're dropping. They're losing all the adjuncts. What the fuck are you doing? Stop sitting on them. And I, just didn't really have a lot of bandwidth, but I started, I figured out a way to drink bigger beers these days and uh, they were fantastic. They were, they were phenomenal as well. And I even, I had some of the newer ones. I got the gingerbread, uh, ginger, gingerbread, something like that. It's like a ginger one. The, the ginger, the ginger snap cookie one. Ginger yeah. snap. That's what it was. So I grabbed that one. I haven't had that yet. I didn't get the uh, scotch bonnet cause I'm not big on, um, I don't know, burning my throat off in, in, in liquid. I like it in food, but not in liquid. So I just grabbed that, but I'm excited to try that as well. Anyway, I was just uh, filling the time there for the next one because we're already half an hour in. We're only three, three of our top ten. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll keep it moving. Uh, okay, so number four, uh, we are now uh, like we are now going to my hometown, Ottawa, because uh, like this is like another one that uh, like is inarguably in the top ten in Ontario. Tooth and Nail Brewing Company, yeah, right here in Ottawa. Absolutely uh, phenomenal. Any, uh, yeah, anyone who uh, like anyone who's had Vim and Vigor or like or Fortitude um, or any of the variations thereof like couldn't argue with this. Um, and like especially uh, like especially Vim and Vigor, I feel like is what they like is what they're most renowned for in the province. Like arguably one of the best pilsners in the province. Oh, um, Got to be top three to top five at the lowest. Yeah. I, I, I would feel comfortable saying top three. Yeah. So uh, right. before we get into it, I'll uh, like I'll tell you what I'm drinking. So I, like so, so I'll put this up again. So this is uh, Hop Hugs, uh, which is a whole cone classic American IPA. Um, this is one that I was super super excited that they brought back this year. Um, they they released this one last year because uh, uh, like because uh, Matt and his wife usually uh, um, do a trip down uh, like down to the states in. Um, uh, like in November, December, to get a case of Sierra Nevada Celebration, their uh, like their uh, their fresh hop IPA, um, which is a beer that I've never had, but I love fresh hop IPAs, and it's uh, like and it's one that I like that I've wanted to try so bad. But I was very amped uh, last year because of COVID, they weren't able to go across the border to get it like they normally would. So what they do instead is they brewed a tribute to it. Um, so they basically made their own version um, of celebration, which is what uh, like which is what Hop Hugs is here, and it's just spectacular. I was uh, like really really glad that they decided to bring it back again this year. Um, 
like uh, like like see don't always uh like i don't always buy um like, like huge numbers of the same beer like it's normally no like no more than two of the same beer if i'm buying something this i bought six of when they like when they brought it back and like i'm so glad i did because it's so fucking good i love it i love how much you love these uh fresh out beers man yeah oh put yeah, it in your it, face it, it, like i I can't get enough of it. I'm like, I'm so happy. Even just the aroma right now. <laughs> I love it. I genuinely love your passion for it. They are a phenomenal beer. And, and uh, I don't think I've had the celebration either from Sierra Nevada. So you got, you've really piqued my uh, curiosity with that one. Yeah. We're, uh, like, we're, 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 the next time we're able to uh, get back down to the States again, we're, one of us is going to have to make a point to go, uh, like to go around um, November, December, and we'll, uh, like, we'll make and sure we get it. some of that. I'm excited for it. Because so, like, and I follow a lot of like I follow a lot of Americans on uh, like on Twitter and Instagram as well, and all of them uh, like are losing their shit for uh, like for celebration around this time of year. I'm like, all oh, you fuckers are making me so jealous. <laughs> Is it kind of like the Thanksgiving uh, time, American Thanksgiving time beer, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, hence celebration. Uh, all right, but tooth and nail. Yes, um, yes. So definitely top ten brewery in Ontario. Um, Matt is like he is one of the best brewers in Ontario. Like, like you, you, you can't really argue. He's um, he like his kind of uh, like his style is very like is very much um, brewing classic styles extremely extremely well. Um, uh, that like he's like he like he's got a very kind of classic brewing education and uh, like and is really like is really passionate about uh, like about doing classic styles that way like re- like really kind of sticking to um, the origins of like of the style of the like for how like for how those are made like mm-hmm. Vim and Vigor is an extremely precise. Uh, like very well done German pills. Um, it's like and like you you can't get enough of this stuff. One of my um, first impress like my first impression, in fact, of Tooth and Nail the first time um, I had a beer in their tap room. Um, like I, I like back then I like I I got a flight and one of the ones was Fortitude their stout which in the brew pub they pour on nitro that's the and oatmeal my stout my god it, yeah it, yeah it's their oatmeal stout which they pour in nitro in the brew pub and that is just divine um i remember thinking at the time that like it tasted like liquefied chocolate chip cookies um at, like cuz it's it's that smooth and it's got like just kind of that subtle uh, like chocolate flavor to it and it's not even a chocolate stout but mm. like it's like but and it's so smooth on nitro um, and then you know everything that they do like that they do with their stouts just elevates from there because they've got all of the like all of the escalating versions of it like they've got fortified the like the imperial version of it they've got uh, Fortissimo, Fortissimo, the bourbon barrel aged version of it. They've got Fortissimo, which uh, like which I don't even remember. I th- uh, which version that is. Noah would uh, like would know for sure. Know. Um, uh, the, like I don't know if that's like a double barrel aged or if it's uh, uh, like or like or something else like that. But it's something like that. I, I don't I, I don't think I've actually even tasted that one. We like we need to like we need to ask Noah about that, but. 
the just the way that they can like that he can make styles come alive um and like and he doesn't like he does not brew a lot of contemporary styles it's just like it's just really not his thing yeah um but like but like with how good he does like he does everything else like like he really does like he really doesn't need to and um like i think his philosophy on that is you know there are enough places to go that like to go for those beers he doesn't feel like he like he needs to do those styles it's you know he's got uh, no shade to throw at them it's just not what he likes to brew um and what he does like to brew is just exceptional yeah man well said he and I think that's important that he does stick to that and is true to himself because that's what makes what he does very special. We had him on, I think, in March 2021, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? When we, oh, but you got sick or something happened, didn't you? Yeah, no, uh, no, I like I, 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 my back went like went out on me, and I was hopped up on painkillers, so I had to die, like, so I had to. Duck Noah out. subbed in, so I think we'll do it. I was actually thinking as you were kind of describing it all, I'm like, man, I want to talk to Matt again. So let, let's do it in like maybe like late Q1, early Q2 this year if Matt's down. It'd be great to get him back, get him back on and uh, have you actually participate this time. And, uh, you know, he's just such a – he's one of my favorite podcast guests as well. He's just such a great speaker because he gives you a ton of information in these kind of like shorter sound bites without like yapping yeah. on forever. It was like almost – it was really difficult to choose a clip to promote the episode because there was just so many gems and he's just such a wonderful dude. And there's no one who doesn't like him. He doesn't like Matt Tweedy, you know? And he's like, and he's a very smart guy too. Like, so he's like a, like a very thoughtful person as well and very well-spoken. So I could see how that would have been difficult to like to pick out a moment from it. It definitely was. And, you know, I've, uh, you know, obviously I, you and me, the team lactose guys, and I kind of like stupid stuff a lot of the time, more fun beers and Matt does the pure stuff. So there's obviously lots of jokes there, but I've learned over the last little while that, uh, the pure stuff, like, you know, crispies are probably my favorite, uh, you know, styles these days. And I'm appreciating the big stouts lately, even more so than all the crazy shit. And, you know, so not many people really do it better than, than Tooth and Nail, man. And uh, it's, it's, it's phenomenal to see them continue to, I guess, um, retain that popularity and that sort of like, I feel like people who love Tooth and Nail fucking love Tooth and Nail, particularly Vim and Vigo. I've seen people cream over getting a keg of that. And, yeah, man. You know, it's just really meaningful. They make beers that mean a lot to people. And they've only been around since 2016 or 17 from memory. Um, that's right. Yeah. It's like yeah. Well, they just said they, they just celebrated their fifth anniversary back in 2020 and they uh, like, and they, they had a co- uh, like a couple of special, yes. uh, like a special releases for that, including a <clears> check <throat> twist on, uh, like on Vim and Vigor. And oh my God, that was so fucking good. Like if I'm, uh, like, if I have a, like, Personally, uh, when it comes to pills, if I, like, I mean, I lo- like. Don't get me wrong, I love a German pills. But if you were told me what's like, like what's my favorite pills? Like, I'm a Czech pills guy, um, and uh, like, and that Czech twist that they like that they did on Vim and Vigor, that was to die for. Like, like if they if they re- if they re released that, I would buy a case of it. No, not even a question. I remember you got me a can of that, and I didn't realize when I was drinking it that it was the fifth anniversary one. I was just like, oh, my fucking God, this is amazing. And then you told me, I think I sent you guys the photo. I'm like, yeah, it looks a bit different. You're like, dude, dickhead, it's the fifth. Look, it's got a big V in the middle. I'm like, oh. Yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I caught it eventually and quickly reviewed it, but it was, yeah, it was it was such a spectacular beer, man. I was, I was so, so damn impressed. So, 
to the now very much deserve to be there and I'm excited to see what fire they come with this year. But uh, cheers to Maddie. Cheers to yeah, Maddie. Cheers. Love it. All right, I'm up next. So you're up, bro. Along with it, no need for me yet, baby. Good. Um, Tiff is staying on, uh, like appreciated. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. No, yeah, no, you could, you could, you chill, chill, chill. All right. So this beer, uh, this brewery, is a, a fantastic sort of follow-on from Tooth and Nail, and something that both Nate and I uh, feel equally passionate about for the same, you know, more traditional purist reasons. Toronto's Godspeed. Yeah, they're, brewery. they're in the same lane for sure. In the exact same lane. I'm sorry, I, 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 I cut you <laughs> off there, mate. Sorry about that. That's okay. You didn't know that's. <laughs> I was just gonna like you know blow my load and just drop them straight away. I was gonna instead of winding them up a bit more. Godspeed. Uh, right, you know, do it again. Okay, do it again. <laughs> Godspeed Brewery. <laughs> um, you know, once again, if you love Tooth and Nail, you love Godspeed. They are the, the Toronto version. So much so that both Matt uh, from Tooth and Nail and Luke from Godspeed collaborated on a Belgian uh, brand together. I was about to call it a brewery, but it's more of a Belgian brand where they did a nice four-pack of a you know single, double, uh, triple, and a quad. Um and uh, I guess we can touch on that after. But yeah, Godspeed have really dedicated themselves to the art of, of really making um, exceptionally well-made and thoughtful beer. And every single time I go to Toronto, I do not skip Godspeed. I, when I went back, I just kind of grabbed, I wanted to grab more, but, you know, volume pending. Uh, I grabbed two of all the, all the Krispies um, that are just, they're just impeccable. Um Every all of their crispy boys, like you know, from Sklepnik, I can't remember if that came. No, that came out the year before for the first time, which was their um, Sklepnik V Ocelli, I think it's pronounced, which is their uh, ode to um, Pilsner Raquel. And they did like a wood version after that, which was also spectacular. And they brought that back multiple times, thank God. Um, you know, all of their different, you know, uh, Svetny Lizaks, like the, they got a 10 and a 12 and an 8 and the Amber, the Palutama V or whatever it is. I don't know how to say the Czech words. Um, they're just exceptional. I mean, that's not even touching on what they're doing. You know, they've done a whole bunch of Vermont style IPAs, um, you know, that what, particularly one recipe that they did in collaboration with um, uh, Sean from, from Farmstead, if I'm not mistaken on that yep. one. Uh, an older yeah, recipe. And the, and the, and- yeah, and and those two Vermont IPAs were really fucking good. Really, it's, bitter. Uh, they, really like, good. Like it's like like really really good. Uh, like like re- and really not typically Luke's style, but no. uh, the, the, like but holy shit, it was so good. Um, and, like and one of the other ones, I like the second one, I was a bit like I was a bit surprised because it was another Vermont style one, at, like with blood orange at, like added to it. Like that doesn't seem. Very like it would, like would, like, like it would have been, like it would have been their thing, but it was exceptional. Like, of course, it was exceptional. It's exactly. I mean, everything they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, like so. So you and I have talked about this a lot before. Is that um, for anyone who is kind of like kind of skeptical of smoky beers uh like if you've been turned off by like by roush beers before or whatnot and like and think you're turned off of smoky beers if you have uh godspeed's smoked porter that just might change your mind oh yeah and i would go as far as to say any of their smoked beers because of how subtly they smoke them the malt they're using or the volume of the malt whatever the secret is it's it's not that it's not a campfire or a bacon beer. They're subtle and delicate, just like the 
any of their other beers and you you either not going to notice it much or it's going to complement the rest of the flavors perfectly it's just there there's something magical that when i was there they had they i didn't really i was kind of rushing because i'm sort of like zipping around just doing pickups and stuff also feeling like dog shit so i didn't really look properly but they had a couple of um barrel aged beers they dropped one was a still maple beer that was kind of more like yeah. a, a port or something from what i could tell yeah or like, or like a sherry kind of a thing. sherry, yeah. And I, I didn't grab that. Uh, I don't know if I made a mistake there or not. And then there was a second barrel aged beer. I think they had. I saw one, like I saw one that I don't remember the name of, but that they describe as a, a mega blend. Um, and I'm it, like, and it's it's slipping my mind what it's a blend of, but it's mm. uh, like like three or four, like three or four different be- like different beers of theirs that have been barrel aged. And from what I've seen um, on Twitter from the Toronto folks that have tried it, like, like they've just been losing their minds over it. Damn it! Okay, so I fucked up. But you know, yeah, yeah, you fucked up. I fucked up. Okay, <laughs> I figured as much, but I was like, I don't know. You're right. we're all at this point where it's kind of overkill, and you kind of gotta like be little more selective but either way the fact they're doing that uh is amazing i i keep it came up in my memories the other day i had i went there i don't know before i think it was at the end of 2019 or something like that not long before you know we weren't able to go there anymore and uh i bumped into luke there and he gave me some of their um barley wine that they had and barley wine is very much not my thing at all i remember i looked at the review and i was like i was really loving that one so like Anything they do, you know, even their Yuzu Saison, their Green Tea West Coast IPA, um, which is phenomenal. Um, they're just a, a, a genuinely phenomenal brewery. I, I'm such a huge fan. Yep. And I know Nate is. Okay, I'm going to I'm, I'm go grab the next beer, but you keep, keep talking while I do that. Perfect. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's something that, like, you know, like Nate said, we wouldn't, either of us really wouldn't buy a, a ton of the same beer very often. You know, I normally never get more than two of anything um but i I honestly would i would take a fucking case of some of their views man like it it was sometimes like oh give me like eight of each i was like okay chill 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 i really wanted to because they're just some the type of beers i just love to have around and they're you know they're in the the small cans which i really appreciate they're affordable they're only like you know three bucks or 350 or something like that so you know, they've, they've got these world-class beers in super crushable formats at a really reasonable price. It's, you know, I feel like you can't go wrong. And then the food there, if you want to talk about the brew pub itself, their food, uh, I've eaten there a couple of times. The Japanese uh, the kind of tapas is just A1. They've got a chef straight from Japan, like Luke's wife is from Japan. Um, you know, he lived there and ran breweries there. They bring in the green tea directly from there as well. It's just, uh, you know... I, I could go on a back one speed all night. So yeah, me too. with that in mind, cause we're halfway through and we're at 50 minutes, mate. Look at us. Um, there we are. We're doing it's okay. okay. It's okay though. I don't give a fuck. You chilling. I got nowhere to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number six. So, um, if you were thinking top 10 breweries in Ontario, I'm sure like, I'm sure most of you were waiting for us to get like to get to this one and, uh, you, you'll not be disappointed. Third moon. Hey. You had to know what was coming, right? You had to. We already had the All right, collab. So what I, yep. All right. So what I've got here is scanning for signs. 
which is a 6.5% IPA uh, with oats and hopped with Galaxy and Simcoe. Have you had this which before? Is a combo I'm very into. Oh, yeah. Have you had this one before? I have had this one before, yes. Yeah, okay. I was yeah, actually... I, I, like, I, I placed an order. Uh, I placed an order recently, and uh, like, and, and when you do that, you know, you're getting, uh, like, you're getting four packs, and uh, this is one that I was not sad to have a four pack of because it's really fucking good. Oh, I love it. I was actually kind of pissed, bro, because one of my main goals in the week between Christmas and New Year's was to go to Third Moon and see the boys. I want to check out the tap room, um, grab some beers to go, and uh, I was in bed. I was fucking pissed. To be fair, I had nowhere to put any of the stuff, even if I went. So I guess next trip. But yeah, they're they're just. I'll, I'll let you take it away. But they're they're uh, phenomenal people. Phenomenal beer. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, to uh, like to almost everyone listening, I'm sure like we're probably not going to say anything about Third Moon that you like that, that you don't already know. Um, but uh, but you know, for any like for anyone who hasn't, uh, so Third Moon opened in uh, like opened in May of 2020. Uh, so uh, so fairly young, but the brewery was of course a long time in the making, as uh, like as breweries always are. Uh, but um, so Bebo and Chris, uh, the, the uh, like the co-owners, they're like they're very very passionate about uh, like about contemporary beer styles. Like they're very very big on uh, like on heavily hopped hazy IPAs. They're very like they're very big on amped up pastry stouts and uh, uh, like and all of this. And they are very much a brewery that's uh, like that sticks to what they're passionate about. Yeah. Um, so, almost everything that comes out of there is a like is a big thick hazy IPA, um, and uh, like and you know, there's a lot of uh, like there's a lot of beef online about that. I I suggest not paying too much attention to it <laughs> because there's a, there's a lot of bullshit on both uh, like on both sides of it. To, uh, like to be honest, and it gets very very tiresome to uh, uh, the, 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 like to read about. It's a, like it's a really boring debate to be honest. Um, but, but like, but point is, is, you know, they're passionate about, like about these kind of styles and they brew them really fucking well. Um, on that note, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to take a sip and then, uh, like, and then we'll keep talking. So cheers. Get that in your mate. Yeah, man. Third moon are just smelling good. Yeah. They're hazy IPAs. It basically doesn't matter what anyone says. There's people who get mad at them because of their hype that they did not ask for. They didn't ask to be a hype brewery. They just made fucking good beer. Um, and there's people who probably cream over them too much that Steve Bebo and Chris are probably like, oh, guys, relax. But like they said, both sides. But we could both unequivocally say that they are one of the best breweries in the country, if not the continent. Uh, I mean, the continent's probably a larger call. But at the very least, we're talking about Ontario. They were easily, they have to be in most people's top three. Well, yeah, and I mean, they like they wound up being in the top five uh, best new like best new breweries by what was it, Rate Beer? Rate Beer in twenty twenty, which is incredible because they yeah. only were open for seven months and they got best new brewery in uh, in the world, not in Canada, yeah, not in Ontario, in the world, top five. Along uh, like uh, along with Saint Baron, like, like like who also opened at like they opened on the same day, they, same like, day, they're, uh, like they're, they're birthday buddies, uh, yeah, like, like for that, so. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely love those guys. They've, um, yeah, like, like this is something that they, like, they do enough of that they've kind of really, like, they've really dialed in on, um, uh, like, on kind of what is really good about, like, about hazy IPAs and, uh, like, and kind of how to make those styles really well. Um, And they, you know, they, like, they brew... Like different variations on like on beers that have been very successful. A couple of my favorites, an early favorite of mine was Continuous Blood, their uh, mm. like their Galaxy IPA, um, the one like the one that has the silhouette of the deer with that like with an arrow. Um, I, I initially thought it was like I thought the arrow was through the deer's head, but uh, like but I learned from when uh, you and Noah interviewed uh, interviewed them, it's actually supposed to be the deer holding an arrow, uh, like an arrow in its mouth, which. <laughs> which I didn't realize. More gangster. Um, yeah. So, so actually, that's another thing to point out too. Um, Yard wolves, and I forget, I, I forget the dude's name, but they got the same artist. Sorry, Casey. Casey. Okay. So uh, uh, Casey, who goes by Yard Wolves, is the artist for, for all of the uh, like for all of their can artwork, and like Sick. it's super super unique. It's very metal because uh, Bebo and Chris are both big metalheads. Um, so it's uh, like it's pretty out there artwork. There's lots of skulls, uh, lots of, like lots of baphomets, uh, like all of those, uh, um, like all of those kinds of things. But like it's extremely recognizable. It's very like very much their vibe, um, and uh, yeah, like another uh, like another favorite of mine um, was a lactose IPA that they did uh, like that they did last year, uh, which I think was called Gravity of Winter. Okay, no burn or, or like, or, or maybe it was depth of winter. Hmm. Oh shit! I, I I feel like I'm I I feel like I'm remembering this wrong. I feel like I don't have that name right. It's okay. Maybe I'll it find was out right now. Anyways, anyways, um, it, like it something of winter, but uh, dead like, of like, winter. But in any case, dead of winter. Fuck! I knew I didn't have that right. It's okay. Um, yeah. I had anyways, that, one, yeah. that was like, like that, that was a spectacular uh, lactose IPA that they did. Um, yeah. Uh, like that, that they did last year. I kind of hope they do that one again. They, they, they might still, but yeah. Um, I mean, what else, like, like what else can we say? Like, like they're brewing some of the be- like, like some of the best shit in the game for the like for this style. Like easily, you, you can't really argue with that. I no. don't think one of the best um, triple IPAs I've ever had was Triple Bone Tree. It was just, it, which was from the anniversary, mm. if I'm not mistaken. It was just fucking insane. That anniversary release, the first anniversary was. Mind blowing! It was just really phenomenal stuff. Their their pastry stouts are top of the game. Um, just you know, this this slushies, the epoch, uh, you know, like smoothie sours or slushies they call them, were amazing. The innovation behind putting them in like popsicle uh, freezy. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, containers. that was hilarious. oh, I love that. Is it, it's just genius, right? Because people are freezing it's them a- anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. I freeze them bitches all and, the time. And, and, yeah, like, like I mean, it's silly as fuck, but like, like that's at, at that point, like, why not, right? Uh, dude, like that's what say, I like. Like you say, they're freezing them anyways. Um, oh yeah, you like you mentioned the pastry stouts. I haven't had a lot of them, to be honest, and uh, like, and I kind of shy away from them a little bit. I kind of got like, like, I, like we've talked about before. I kind of got burnt out on pa- like on pastry stouts a lot. Like I find uh, anything that's too intensely sweet to uh, like to just be too much for me these days. Um, 
but one of them that uh, like one of them that I really really liked was the Mexican hot chocolate bestowed. Oh, I heard about that one. Thank you. It's like I know you're not always that big on like on spices in like in beers and whatnot, but in the last couple of years, I've like I've really developed a taste for chili stouts, and like it's because in most cases, like like breweries that have done them really well, like you know, it's not hitting you in the face with a bunch of spice. It's usually just adding like a really nice touch of warmth to it, mm. and it's usually like and it's usually also complemented with a hit of. Cinnamon as well, so it's kind of got more of a baking spice vibe than just like a full on like, uh, like hit of spicy chili kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. it's really really nice when it's done well, and that one was just spectacular. Like it, like I think I had it in, in like the middle of February on one of the coldest days of the year, um, pulling Noah's trick of doing like the big uh, like the big heavy stout at like four in the afternoon on a Sunday, and it was just delightful. You like know what? Nurse that bad boy over, yeah. like nurse that twelve percent bad boy over, like an hour and a half on a like on a Sunday afternoon. Like that's living, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get on your level, bro. It's uh, never really been my thing, but maybe one day, maybe one day, Uncle Nate, I'm gonna get on. Well, there. that's well, that's kind of tough in your case when you like when you're only waking up about uh, like about two or three hours before that, right? <laughs> on a weekend, yeah, that's true. On a weekend. I'm sleeping as long as I can get it, bro. Fuck that. I saw you responded to something to me today at like 6 something a.m. And I was like, oh, my goodness. You responded to something. It was like text or a Facebook group. Yeah, well, it was probably it was probably just a message to the group chat or whatnot. Oh. Like because Noah and Chris are like you know they've got kids. They're up like they're up when I'm up and I get up early for like for work and whatnot. It was just like, and I mean, I, yeah. I, and and you know what, like, like, and that's not going to change. I've got a kid on the way, so <laughs> so like, like, I'm I'm not going to be getting up any later than this. That's fair. At least you already prepared yourself for me. It's going to be a very rude awakening in the uh, purest form, in in like, yep. you know, like actually, <laughs> but no, like, um, yeah, man, everything they're doing is phenomenal. I just think they're they're such humble, wonderful. People. They're two of my favorite people in beer, man. I love these dudes so much. Um, they just, they just give a fuck. They really, really care. And I, I yeah, would do yeah. I, whatever they need. I'll do anything for them guys, man. I genuinely love them both. They're such champions. So third and moon. They give a shit about the scene. Like they give a shit about the scene too. Like they, they like they, Very they much were so. in the first, like they were in the first round of link up as well. Mm. And their podcast was one of my favorites too. Like we ended up, I was like, boys, this is not going to be like BOS where we did a nearly five hour episode. It's going to be 45 minutes. No problem. We did the podcast. It was an hour, and we talked to them for four hours afterwards. So it was uh, one of those because uh, you just couldn't, we couldn't stop talking. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, you mean the link up one? The link up series. Sorry. So we did the link up. We did the, the five hour podcast with Noah and I um, a couple of years ago. Uh, I guess end of twenty twenty, couple of years ago. You know, it's this time of year where we're all confused. <laughs> like a year and a bit ago. And then in uh, maybe September or something like that, we did the Link Up podcast, which is supposed to be shorter. They're supposed to be about 30 to 60 minutes in the top end. We try and keep it even shorter than that, but depends how the convo goes. So we, 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 we cut it short at 60 minutes. Right, boys, we're going we're gonna to keep it, keep it short. But then we just hang out with them all night. They were uh, just they're such champions. Like Tiff was like cooking dinner while we're still talking. It was uh, it was pretty funny, but yeah, man. Yeah, Such like <clears throat> they're the kind of people that you just kind of can't get off the phone with, right? Like, yeah. like it, it just goes on and on. <laughs> it, it just really does. It was it was phenomenal. So 
obviously we couldn't have a uh, a top ten burrito taria without third moon. Um, and speaking and speaking of needing to go, uh, like speaking of needing to move on, let's fucking move on to the next. Let's one. move on. Well, very conveniently, Tiff already got me the next uh, beer. Let me take one last sip of this. Mm. Got through most of it. Not bad. So, this brewery is something someone that's been open uh, probably about two years. I actually haven't had him on the podcast. He's one of the few that haven't been on yet. Um, but I personally been friends with the owner for uh, a number of years, probably about three years ago I met him. Um, I visited the brewery now a couple of times um, out in Bloomfield, Prince Edward County. We are talking about Matron Fine Beer. They uh, are just, yes, make some fucking noise. Um, yeah. Matron Man, like I know you and I feel the same. You actually, I remember you tried Janky before I did. I actually, tr- I actually drank them in the final uh new uh, new year's eve before the world went to fucking shit i was at bar hop in toronto with tiff and a friend and uh they had janky on tap and i tried i was like this is fucking amazing janky's their their uh flagship ipa i believe you tried it even before then i was mad jelly that you got to try it um yeah i uh like i, I actually tried both of their mainstays uh janky and uh yesay or their uh like their lager i had both of them in re- like in restaurants here uh, like, like here in ottawa um before i uh, like before i even had a chance to visit them the first time i was there right um speaking of before the world went to shit like that beer that you're <laughs> pouring right now is uh, the, like is forthright and uh it if is. i'm not mistaken i think your first taste of matron um because I actually uh, like I was at your place like even a couple of like just a couple of weeks before the world went to shit. It was at like the end of February, uh, mm-hmm. like twenty twenty, when we had like when we had that in a big uh, like in a big a bottle. bottle. Man, I I whenever I think of this beer now, so I I grabbed this in December when I went back to uh, Prince Edward County. I didn't want to bother Justin, so I just went in. I grabbed like a case from my brother and I to split because their beers are just exceptional, so I couldn't go past it. And I grabbed this, and I took the photo. I was about to review it, and then I was, I was writing it, and then I went to untapped and checked. I was like, said I already had it. Like, How the fuck have I had it? I'm like, oh, and I looked at the date because you can check the date when you checked into it. I was like, yo, it's the bottle because I thought the bottle that you and I had because you went and brought this year, the 750, and I thought um, perhaps it was a um, – it's, you know, a special version of it or something, but no, it's the right. original. This is a five percent fresh hop farm beer, so it's like a nice clear. I don't know how you would describe this because it's not like a, a farmhouse as such, but I mean, it's got the kind of head of a farmhouse, the body of it. Um, yeah, they, they, they come up with the, like they come up with uh, the, the, like with some. Un, uh, I don't know if it's unusual, and I don't even want to say funny. Like I feel like they the, like they like the names that they come up with for their beers must have originated from uh, like from somewhere. But like they've got other ones that are like uh, like land like, beer, which I don't like. I don't know where that comes from, but I'm sure it uh, like I'm sure they didn't make it up. I'm sure it must have come from somewhere. Um, but like farm beer is like is uh, like is a bit curious. Like I'm not sure where they uh, like where they come up with that. That, um, yeah. but I'm guessing it's fre- like, but it's a fresh hop beer. I know, like, like I know that much. Um, yes, it's a wet hop edition like- of a forthright farmhouse ale with Pleasant Valley hops. Fresh hop Cascade 2019, fresh hop Centennial 2019, and Cascade 2018. Uh, triple C hops there, but from older times, unless they never updated um, Untapped here. 
But you are right that it is that. They've got other ones I have in the fridge. There was one that's like a Zoig beer or something. Z-O-I-G mm-hmm. or Z-O-L-G. There's something like that. Maybe I. So like they just got these really funny names. I remember being in like I'm going through when I went in December, they had a whole bunch of stuff. So I was like, all right, well, fuck, I'll just get two of everything split it with my brother. And because uh, I know he'd be down for that because he can't get access to it all very often. So we were going through and I remember I had to stop. And I met the the, the the girl behind the bar who I believe is one of the co-owners. She was just, you know, running the, the store and the, the pause at the time. And then I think I was like, yo, hey, what the, what the fuck is this? What is this? <laughs> she had to describe it to me. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me get a couple of those. All right. So, so what's this one? Like, it's fascinating. <laughs> I've got to ask Justin, man. Like, I want to. I, I talked to him. He's. Uh, I'm going to get him on soon. But um, I'd love to know the answer to that. But yes, Matron Fine Beer in within the name, um, you know, speaks for itself. Justin used to uh, be the the genius behind the beers at uh, Stone City Ales in Kingston, Ontario. Then he decided to uh, you know depart there to start his own shop. Um, with his par- partner or wife, uh, Mallory, I'm not sure if they're married or not, and um, their business partner, Jess, and they started Matron, i got to think it's uh, 20, 2019 maybe. Um, they got this beautiful spot in Bloomfield, which is a town in between Picton and Wellington, uh, Prince Edward County, an area that I spent a lot of time in recently, huge fan of it. They have this place that's like, like 14 or 16 acres, and he was telling me how far back, and he's like, yo, you know, might build a house at the back there. Can you imagine like a basketball court? We could have these like, you know, brewers basketball contests and shit. Like, yeah, man, fuck. Like he was really explaining it all and, and, and the thought that had gone into everything. And he's like, so that across the field, that's another farmer. You know, maybe one day they'll sell us a bunch of land there and we could make that like an open, you know, patio. Their patio is beautiful because just looking at fields, it's off this like dirt road that's like, you know, quiet. It's not near anything. They've got their own in-house food and stuff now. Like you mentioned, Yesay, their uh, land beer. Um, it's just it's basically like a lager, really. Like it's just, but it's phenomenal. Um, the Janky IPA, they do Danky, a more West Coast kind of Danky version of of Janky, which is I your, fucking your love that beer. Yeah, it's yeah, Danky is my favorite beer that I've like, that I've had from them. It's so fucking good. Like, it's crazy. like just kind of that. Like, like I love a West coast with like really, really intense West coast flavor, like a huge hit of pine, like, like a big musty hit of dankness. Like I'm like, I'm so into that. I can't get enough of it. And that was one of those beers that delivered that in spades. Amen. It, it really is. And to be fair though, I've only had the, uh, like I've had an older version of it, like, like six plus weeks old. I never had it fresh. So I can only imagine how good it was. It was still great uh, when it was a little on the older side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, the, the next time they have that, you, like, you got to get your hands on it yeah. fresh. It's so fucking good. Um, I want to sh- like shout out another beer that they uh, like Please. that they did, um, where, like which is Leeway, their cold IPA, Ooh, um, yeah. and it's uh, yes, it's one great. of the like. So, so we talked about cold IPAs shortly after, uh, like they were kind of being quietly talked about on the scene uh like early in the days of the chinwag we like we talked like we talked about that um which was uh, like which originated as a collab out of uh two breweries in portland uh portland oregon um and there i think one of them was ecliptic and i can't remember the other one but in any case um like it's and I, 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 I won't I, like I, I won't bore you with that, like with going into the specifics of the style, but like it's similar 
to an IPL, but it's different from an IPL for re- uh, the, like for specific reasons that I don't quite remember. And fermented um, cold. In right, right. Uh, um, but the it's kind of con- like mistakenly conflated with I- like with IPLs. And to my knowledge, I think they're the only ones in Ontario that have actually done like what is actually a cold like a IPA by like, by the like by the definition of. What, like of what was created there, where I feel like most other people that are saying that they've done a cold IPA are really just doing an IPL. Yes. Um, so, it, it, like, and it's like from reading the description, it seemed like like it seemed very deliberate the way like the way they did it, um, and it was uh, like it was a very good beer, and you like you could tell that, uh, that like there, there was something a bit special and a bit different about it, something that distinguished it from. Uh, um, from from an IPL, I was telling Justin about that the last time I was in, uh, like when I was in Prince Edward County over the summer. <laughs> it's like it's kind of funny because I had interacted with Justin a little bit, uh, like over Instagram before, but uh, but but we had never met in person. Um, so I like so so I didn't recognize him. He happened to be the one behind the counter when I was picking up like when I was picking up some stuff there, and I was wearing my BAOS shirt at the time. Uh, like so, so he commented, he's saying, are, "Are you just a big fan of BAOS?" I'm like. Oh no no! I'm the, like I'm their blogger. <laughs> then he introduced himself, and we chat like and we chatted for a little bit. It was funny. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he told me that story too, which was uh, which was awesome. And like he, he's just such a really good dude, and he really cares, and uh, it really shines through in their beers. And the way you described that was perfect with the cold IPA and the way they, you know, I just they're doing things that other breweries like. Do you know what? I don't want to put them on this level, but they remind me of the approach of something like a hill farmstead whereas they're doing like things very delicately and and intentionally where they're making these like you know uh, a fresh hop farm be everything's farm b-i-e-r like all of these styles that are maybe a little more abstract or like maybe from like germany uh, 275 years ago or some shit like yeah they're making them modern and using local ingredients and you know I feel like the word, like if you were to describe them with one word, I feel like deliberate is the like is the word that really like that really describes them best. They're the kind of um, like they're the kind of brewery that like like they don't brew a single beer just because they feel like they have to. Mm-hmm. Agreed, and and you know, like he was even telling me that you know they you couldn't put a smoothie sour under the Matron brand or like some sort of lactose IPA or some shit, you know, like, you know, Janky and Danky are both essentially, I wouldn't necessarily call them New England's as such, but they're kind of hybrid. No, they're they're not really. Not really. Like like, Janky, no, 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 no. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't call them New England. Janky, I would say, like I would say is like maybe more classic American IPA or kind of like a, like kind of, uh, I mean, like I, I mean, you can't see through it's it. It's not like this, like, you know. No, no, it's n- no, it's not like that. But like maybe more classic American approaching West Coast, whereas Danky is more like full on West Coast. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they. Uh, either way, they're just you know the, the branding's quality. What when you look at their products, I'm just looking at the can. It's just it looks like quality and thought, and everything that's gone into it is just classy. Um, yep. You know. Their, their glassware is is really delicate and 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 beautiful 
I don't know. I'm just such a big fan of everything they're doing. I just think Justin's such a great dude. Like I just, I'm just a fan of him. So, yep. you know, and I know time. you are too. So, uh, you know, Shasta Matron killing a game. It's been, uh, they've been just dominating. Loving everything they're doing. Absolutely. Man. Super excited for more that's coming this year. All righty. Oh, this one's, this is you, mate. This is all you. Oh yeah. This is on me. All right. So we are coming back to Ottawa again. Um, another, like another one that we, uh, like that we both agreed had to absolutely be on the, uh, like be on the list of top 10 in Ontario, Dominion City Brewing Company. From Ottawa, uh, the, like one of, um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say an Ottawa OG because they're not like, because they're not that old. Uh, like, like, cause I think they're only like seven years old, maybe say like maybe six years old. Mm, yeah. Um, but, uh, like, but they are one of those breweries that in the, like in a contemporary way, kind of put Ottawa on the map, so, uh, like, so to speak in the, like in the rise of the craft beer scene, um, in, in Ottawa unquestionably um they they were they were one of the ones that were up and coming when i got like when i got into the beer scene um you you know i'm thinking like i'm thinking back to the days of when they were like when they had everything in growlers uh when town and country blonde and uh like and two flags which they're still brewing today those are true like those are two of their flagships um and uh they were the first ones in Ottawa and one of probably the first five uh, in Ontario to brew a New England IPA with Sunsplit, which is probably one of their most popular beers to date that they still like that they still make to this day. Um, they are one of those breweries that you that, like you just see constant improvement and tweaking like in all of their beers over the years sunsplit has come a long way since it first came out even though it was pretty like pretty kind of um on the early wave of new england ipas at the time uh they like and they they they, they've brewed so many uh like like so many good styles uh, since then, uh, oh, yeah. like you know, evolutions on like evolutions on New England styles, doubles, triples, you name it. Um, but they also bang out a damn good crispy as well. Uh, like sick pilsner, you, like anyone could drink. Like, could drink that all day long. A particular favorite of mine is trouble in their uh, trouble in the fields. Mm. Uh, their corn lager, which is one. really fucking good as well. Um, that's one like that's one of those ones where like if I'm somewhere even if they've got like 20 taps like you know it's a beer that I've had many times before but I'm like yeah like like you know if I if I don't want to bother deciding between a bunch of stuff that I'm not sure of if I want a sure thing like yeah give me a pint of um uh, the, you know give me a pint of trouble in the fields I'll have that any day of the week uh, yeah. But uh, so, so they, like but another thing which really bears mentioning is that they are some of the best people in the Ontario brewing scene, Easily. like no question. Um, like, like Josh, the co-owner is uh, like, is just one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. Yeah. Um, he's <clears throat> so, like, he's the kind of person who like, he's so knowledgeable and so thoughtful. He cares so deeply about <laughs> the brewery and the community. Uh, like, like he is very, very community focused. And like that goes through every facet of the brewery. Um, and humble. They're, 
Yes, extre- yeah, extremely humble. Um, like, and, and that showed, like, that has shown through. I think he's been on the podcast three times now, um, including like when you guys, uh, like when you and Scott went there the first time, when you and I, um, uh, like, talked to him last year, and then when he was on again for the, the like for Link Up, um, like. Yeah, like, like very, very humble. Um, you know, it's like he cares a lot about his team. Um, like, and something that I can't give them enough props for is that they have been one of the leaders in Ontario for kind of driving the evolution of the beer business in the pandemic. Mm. Um, they were one of the first in Ontario to do like a drive-through curbside pickup kind of operation they were one of the first in ontario to offer local delivery um like they they were in the first five breweries to proactively shut down before any of the lockdowns for the safety of their own staff and the community like just uh, like i i can't even express enough how much respect i have for these guys with how they run their business yeah um it's like like big time and they like they are very very uh like thoughtful in like in terms of uh, like and they're very kind of focused on diversity and inclusion they've been like they've been driving that a lot um they provided seed funding for uh, um like, like for Ren's project with the uh um with the My Ontario God. Brewery Diversity and Inclusion Handbook um and uh the, like, again, they've been in wasn't the Niagara Colors yes. thing as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yes, the, yeah, the, the, that was yeah, that was a separate thing as well. That yeah. um, that scholarship that they uh, like that they did with Ren is uh, like that, that. That was another thing too. Um, they're also a link up partner. Um, they were the and, first link up. Uh, the first one. Oh, there first you thing. go. They were the first, uh, they, and 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 that doesn't like and that doesn't surprise me. It's and they 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 are one of those breweries that knows that diversity and inclusion in the scene is. Is a, like is a constant effort. Um, yeah. You know, they're one of those ones that knows that you can't solve the problem that uh, like that the brewing industry has with one collab. No. Um, but like you, you know, uh, they're you could never accuse them of being performative in that way. Um, like, like like they know like they know it's an effort. Uh, it's it, it's a constant effort. It's something that everyone has to constantly work towards. They know that it's something that um, that like you constantly have to strive to achieve. It's not a box to check. Um, so like can't say enough good things about them on that front. And also, their beer is just really fucking good. Like they, like on top of that, they're also just really really good fucking brewers. Uh, you know spectacular loggers uh, like as we've said um i think one of my favorites that they put out this year was uh, a collab that they did with uh, uh like with wood brother wood brothers called forest echoes um it's like it's one of the most uh, like normally when they brew haze like they do like they tend to do something fairly like fairly subtle mm-hmm. um and, like and very like well balanced um this was one where they really went like full on throw it at the wall like heavily hopped huge haze like 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 very much like Woodbros style kind of thing um like 8% deepa with uh, like I think it was something like enigma and um like and nelson or something like that like like really went like full on with it and it was so fucking good um it reminded me of one of the last times that they really went like 
really, really heavy hopped with one of those. Do you remember the collab that they did with Twin Sales early on back when they were still in Growlers? The, oh, yeah, dude. I very, you got me that, if I'm not mistaken. And I was sick as fuck coming back from that first 2017 uh, Canadian Beer Awards trip. And they were like, yo, drink it. Like, don't let it sit. And I was sick as hell, I remember, here and drinking the beer when I was mad sick. Good times. Yeah, but yeah, but, but, but I remember they were saying like, "Drink it yesterday." Like, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know that's how growlers worked. So I was like, "Oh, okay." I was new to both haze and growlers, so I was yeah. like, "Yeah, that was a, such an amazing beer." Another one I want to shout out with Melody Noir, the Black IPA. That yeah, yeah. We had during Ren's talk when we were all up in Ottawa. Man, that was a fucking fun night when we all hung out. We went to Flora Hall afterwards and stuff. Oh my god, yeah, that was so, that was so much fun. And uh, that. Black IPA is still the best black IPA I've ever had. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Scott tell us that they it's it's like a regular IPA they added a coloring to it? As yeah. Yep. Which is cheeky yep, as they fuck. Did. I mean that's why the, the body is so <laughs> impeccable. And I'm I'm not mad at it. It's a black IPA, no? It's yeah, that, well, yeah, I, I mean, certainly, like, certainly by color. It didn't look like a black IPA, though. Like, it definitely had more of, like, um, the, the, like I mean, haze. most black IPAs are, like, like, are, like, you know, are, like, they pour black. Um, like, like, but that one definitely had more of, like, a cloudy brown thing going on. It didn't look like a typical black IPA, and it also didn't drink like a typical black IPA. And, uh, and yeah, like, 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 like you say, very cheekily, he told us why. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. No, I'm not mad at it either. It was a really fucking good beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the other one I want to shout out, I think it's called Between Two Evils, the Bar- Bourbon Barrel Age Stout. Between Two Evils? Yes. Is that it? I have yeah. a can of like yeah. the last yeah. of 2021s, I think, uh, from when we did Between the pod with them. That's right. I have yep. it in the fridge. I've been sort of just saving it until I really want to soak it. This is such a phenomenal beer, man. Look, we can talk about well, the music all night. Yeah, we really. Yeah, well, like, I mean, I mean, that's like that's the thing with almost all of these places, right? Yeah. As we can, like, as we could talk about them all night. The nice thing with between two evils is that it, like, that's in a nice little short can, which, like, which in my mind is the ideal format for, like, a fucking twelve percent imperial stout. Like, like, I mean, I don't like, I don't want to be chugging a bomber of those things. Like, like, I'll be dead the next day. Can't oh, do it, man. <laughs> Not at all. Last night to test my palate with the uh, the old flu, I had a uh, Sankiem Baron and um, uh, Beerism Stoutism, which is like 11% stout. And I had it all to myself because it was just one can and I wasn't drinking anything else. And I handled it pretty well. It's fine. Normally I would split them with Tiff and I would have two big ones, like 500 mil that I would split with her and it's not so bad. But if the ultimate situation, you know, could arise, like, you know, the the... 330 or 375 or 350 whatever whatever it might be these size little short cans um they're the ones they're the ones for the the big yep. dogs i think it's just uh, the perfect uh, serving size i'd even take it small i'd even take it a little smaller than that you know yeah man Go all right dogs. so so dominion city no question top 10 let's move nope. on next one boom all right these guys are a i think the most underrated brewery in ontario i feel like they Go under the radar for whatever reason, but they do every single style impeccably. When I say every style, I mean like lagers, smoothies, bourbon barrel age, 14% stouts, um, IPAs, West Coast, um, 
like you name it, these guys do it. Rorschach Brewing in Toronto. These guys, uh, I, I first went there, I think it was in 2017. I remember I was working on my album, the one that, that came out last year with the producer and my brother. And we went down there for the first time to check it out. And I was like, okay, this is all pretty dope. All right, all right. And then over time, I just kind of followed. We did the podcast with Matt, uh, the owner and head brewer in 2018. And um, loved him. Great dude. Beers were fantastic. Um, you know, they even had their horchata lager. I think it's called systematic desensitization, which is like a lactose lager with you know a few other ingredients that uh, Mexican horchata has. Um, which was the inspiration, to be fair, for our collab with Nickelbrook that we did last year, um, the Green Apple Lager, and um, you know, just watching them. We did a collab with them at the start of last year, actually, for BOS. They they decadence series which is a seven percent sweet stout we called it decadent as which is like an aussie twist and we uh we and that was re- that was really good dude they killed it eh um they it really was, did they really I, did you tried it with the chocolate bar i think i sent you the chocolate bar okay perfect so it was it was a uh, cold cherry like named after cherry ripe which is an australian chocolate bar with uh dark chocolate so they put cacao in it um desiccated coconut and cherries and um, it was just like a fantastic beer, man. I was really impressed with it. Um, for, for Christmas, we had um, – I actually totally fucked up and I didn't bring any big bottles to Toronto for Christmas, which is something that I always do. So I was like to Fucking my brother, idiot. I know, man. I don't know what happened. I, I filled up all these coolers with all of these cans that I end up drinking basically hardly any of because I got sick. And um, Fucking amateur hour over here, man. Like I haven't done it every year since like 2012 dickhead so i told my brother i'm like fuck man like we need some beers can you please go to rorschach and just get some of their um the malevolent benevolent benevolence the uh the big stouts can you just get whatever they have and we'll split them so he went and grabbed a bunch of that so we drank that on christmas we drank like three of them which was massive luckily between me brad and dan um people might know dan from bos and yeah uh, yeah that's good to share yeah so like you know we're all just like getting to split into those. They did some really intro, like a churros version, uh, like, but then more standard, like a peach brandy barrel aged one, um, which was the newest one they did. They were just, it's just so exceptional, man. And like their smoothie sours, heresy, which I'm, they're so fun. They've got some really interesting, um, fruited versions. They've got all these dip, like a million different IPAs and fruited versions of IPAs, like sherbet IPAs, they call them, um, that are kind of like sour IPAs with, with fruit. Um, yep. Incredible crispies, whether it's Mexican lagers, like, you know, traditional Hellas or just they, 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 I feel like they just do everything so well. The fact that they're, it's almost like they're the jack of all trades to the point where they don't get recognized for being that fire at anything. Because honestly, like, I don't, I no word of a lie. Like, I really believe that all of the shit they're doing is genuinely phenomenal. That it's like, it's, it's almost like too much. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll 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 tell you something that I think like that I think about Rorschach, and this is something that you and I have de- like have have had many heated debates on. Like is uh, like is innovation. Good innovation. innovation. <laughs> um, I knew and, you were gonna like, fucking say that. No, no, no <laughs> but but like but this is a good example. Of it, is what, like is what I'm saying is one of the things that I feel like Rorschach does really well is that. 
if they, like they are willing to put just about any like just about anything in a beer, um, like they're one of those ones that will uh, like you know that will make a stout with uh, like you know with X kinds of uh, like chocolate bars, or they'll do it with hazelnuts, and they'll do it like you know they'll do it with vanilla, they'll do it with uh, like with whatever, but. They like, but they do it in a way that it, like that feels deliberate and um, at, like, and they feel like it, it feels like they do it with care to how it will affect the brewing process and how it will like and how it will impact a good outcome. Uh, like, I am for those things if it's done deliberately and if it like and if it kind of serves the purpose of the beer and i think rorschach does that really really well and i think um it, it, that's something that they don't get enough credit for like they're um they're, like they've got so many different stouts with so many different adjuncts that they use really really well it's really really impressive because that is like because that is an art and it's something that most people don't do well it is something that like you know if you take an, like a lot of brew, like a lot of brewers um, like all over will you know if they have an oatmeal stout like you know you like you think you can just like absolutely you can just throw chocolate and vanilla in it like like they're complementary flavors but like that doesn't usually end up working out well a lot of those flavors get fermented out and sometimes it just ends up making it like, like kind of sickeningly sweet a lot of the time mm. it takes a lot of care to use ingredients like that that actually serve the beer and i think rorschach does that really really well and that's something that they deserve a lot of credit for well said i wholeheartedly agree i know we do joke about the good innovation or whatever but i think this is a great example of a brewery that we can all agree that you know that they do they do everything exactly how you described it they do it super well and i feel like there's it almost feels like it's a matter of time before the the wider, you know, I was going to say hype beer dudes, but like the people who are like trying to get the most hype shit discover Rorschach. Like it's it's almost criminal to me that they don't get that level of props. Excuse me, yeah. for the quality of beer that they're putting out regularly that's accessible. Like for the fact that it was Christmas Eve, I'm like, yo, Brad, go, can you please go to Rorschach? And just see whatever the fuck they got and just grab any bottles they got. And they had four different ones and I, he grabbed them all and we drank everything except one because it was a little bit much to drink that that much of it back to back. Because then you kind of had the equivalent of a whole bottle after you've already had all these other beers. And uh, I think that could be why I'm sick. A couple of days later I got sick. I think I went a little too hard. But, you know, the the, the fact that they... There, you know, you can get their smoothies whenever they have them. I guess they're, they're usually every, yep. all, all of that, and the, the quality of the haze is just—it's like it, it's—it's a lineup level. It's really like, good, man. It's really good. Sell at a minutes level, good, you know. So yeah, I don't know if it's just a matter of time before they get discovered, or if they'll forever be this kind of just ever so slightly under the radar kind of brew. Like I don't know exactly where they'll end up, but. I just think they're fantastic people and what they're doing is amazing. And uh, I'm almost like, it was almost like hesitant to put, I feel like absolutely they deserve the top 10, but I'm like, they remind me, them and Fine Balance, I'm kind of like, oh, how much do I want to tell people about them? Because uh, are we going to be able to act? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, are we going to be yeah. able to access this shit if you and I keep yapping about how fucking good they all are yeah. on some selfish shit? 
Yeah, but you know what? That's a like, but but that's a case of you know we want Matt and Rorschach and Andrew and Finebounce to uh, like to succeed. Like real, like ultimately, I want people to like like to know that their stuff is genuine fire. I want uh, more people to be buying it. No, you're right. I'm being a dick. But yeah, no, I want them to win. I want them to get all the money. So please go and give all your money to these guys. They're uh, they're absolutely killing it. Um, the final brewery. Do you want to grab our last beer and we'll do the final brewery? Yep. And then yeah, the I'm going to grab my last beer and I'm also going to need to change my camera battery. So if you're like, so if you're able to talk for a minute, I got you, bro. Don't you worry about that. But um, all right, thanks, mate. No problems. So yeah, man. The, as far as the uh, the top ten so far, definitely you know I, th- I think the, the the two breweries that get the least props probably are Rorschach and Fine Balance there, maybe followed up by um, Matron um, because they don't really do the hype stuff, so people are maybe a little less losing their shit over uh, what Matron do, um, but it, it's it's sort of you know the way we construct it. Thank you so much. Uh, the way we constructed this, thank you, babe. Uh, top ten, you know, it's it's. I feel like we did a, a we really tried to do a nice balance of uh, you know the hype when you're talking, you know, Bellwood, you're talking Third Moon. Um, the next brewery we're going to talk about is probably uh, in that uh, zone as well. You know, the the kind of like, I would say town probably are, are in that world. You got the classic. Um, traditional purist type breweries uh like tooth and nail godspeed matron you got dominion city that's kind of riding the line where they they kind of like the type of beers that they're making also should be essentially considered hype um you know based on the the haze they're doing their crazy stouts all that type of shit um and then uh, you got someone like rorschach that's and fine balance those two that are like under the radar so you know Looking at this top 10, um, I don't know. I feel like it's just like a really nice bunch, like a nice balanced bunch of, of breweries. And it's not like we picked all, I was just explaining maybe like the, the, you know, looking back over the top 10 before we hit the last one. We've got a balance of like hype ones, traditional purist ones, under the radar ones, um, you know, like neighborhood favorites, uh, you know like Dominion City, like Rorschach, also neighborhood favorites, you know, both Scott and my brother live in that area. So they like, you know, go there regularly and they will always talk about Rorschach. Like, Why are you talking about Rorschach? It's cool. And then because of them, I went back more and I was like, yo, this shit is fucking amazing. So yeah, I think we, re- we did a nice job of really rounding this out. This is not like a hype focused top 10 that maybe I people agree. might have expected, you know, because there's a bunch of other breweries that might have made our honorable mentions that, you know, some people might have put in their top 10 to kind of round it out and it would have made it a little bit more on, on the hype side of things, you know? Um, yep. Ooh. So our final brewery in our top 10, once again, no order, of 2021, Uncle Nathaniel, tell them who we got. So we've got Blood Brothers Brewing. Oh, yes. We could not have a top 10 without Blood Brothers. And tonight we're both drinking one of the uh, beers from the Chug Mary Trill series, which is uh, the Devil's Trill number 27, that actually is a uh, three-pack release, all collabs. And this one is a collab with another brew in our top 10, Third Moon. I haven't had this, Nate. I didn't show you this yet. Huge shouts to Dan. He got me for Christmas 
the glassware kit from uh, Blood Oh, Brothers. no fucking way. He got you those glasses? God oh, damn it. Oh, let me uh, – could you pass me the box? I got the, the four-pack. So I just quickly washed this beforehand. I haven't broken them out yet because I'm really scared to use them. <laughs> like these are really – Holy shit, man. Jeez, they, 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 they like – Dan did not uh, did not cheap out on your Christmas gift. Oh, my God! So they come in this beautiful kit. So there's like a I don't know which glass is for which. They got and they kind of almost look like Star Warsy type of things. Like I think one's for stouts, one's for crispies, and then there's like a long ass one. Oh, the long ass one I think is for crispies there. And I just took out the uh, this is the IPA glass. Um, so I was really excited because I I bought the six. I, I went past Blood Brothers in Toronto. I didn't get to see the guys, but um, I just grabbed the, you know, everything they had, and they happened to have this. And I didn't know. I thought this was old. This was only canned like a week before Christmas. So, yeah, man, it's not. It, it, it's not that old. I, and, and, and I mean, like, look, like here, here I am, like, still with my branded glassware, but like, you know, my cheap little like fifteen dollar uh, like stemless glass, not not like your fucking like sixty dollar Semply glass. There, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I didn't realize there were. This was one hundred and sixty bucks for four glasses. What does that work out to be? Forty bucks a glass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. $40 glass. I am shitting myself <laughs> using this. I'll just pour it. You want to take a picture of the night, the whole thing? I'll see you. Oh, on top of that? Ooh, I like that. Do we pour it? Let's do it. Just Jeez, I, need, I, I, I need to become friends with Dan. Holy shit. I know, right? Hey, I pay his wages. I basically bought it myself. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's <laughs> there you go. You like you like it looking at it like that? I don't, I don't basically pay his wages like I pay his wages. <laughs> he works for me. But... He didn't have to do that. Dan, right. Dan is a big fan of Christmas. So, oh, that looks so sexy. Ah, Doesn't it? Oof. I drank a couple of them in uh, Toronto and um, before I lost my complete uh, taste and smell. That's so why I'm not going to review this one yet. I feel like it's a little unfair to the beer because um, man's like me can't taste that much. Well, I can. It's actually not so bad tonight. I feel like I'm tasting like pretty well, much better than I thought. But, um, yeah, man, look, Blood Brothers, I mean, we could not have a top 10 in Ontario and not mention Blood Brothers. Um, yeah. Tell me why they're the greatest. All right. So, I, I, like, I mean, these guys have been top of the game for, uh, the, like, for, like, for a good few years now, I think. It's, um, oh, my God. Le, le, like, how sexy is that Isn't glass? it gorgeous? Like, give me a break. That's insane. Oh, man. Okay, for, like, like, actually, but before I go on, let's take a sip first. Cheers, mate. Cheers, brother. Great to hang. Oof. And this is a double IPA, 8.5 with Nelson and Citra. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's right. It's even better out of this glass, Nate. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so fucking good. So uh, so have you had any of this series no, yet? No. Not, not the, not oh, the Chug oh. Mary Trope. No. First okay. One. So, so I've, I've, had all, I've had all three of them already. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and this is fucking delightful. Oh. Um, okay. But back, uh, like, but back to your question. So – They've been one of the best in Toronto for like for a couple of years now. Easily, it's one of those things of like for like for a good for the last five years or so. Uh, for the first two or three of those years, if someone asked you who the best brewery in Toronto is, like like I mean, most people would have been saying Bellwoods, and Bellwoods were sure. definitely the most hype. Um, I feel like Bellwoods or I feel like Blood Brothers was always kind of 
silent, uh, like kind of silently lurking in the shadows and kind of si- like, like silently growing um, and kind of like really snuck up on people in terms of the, the, like in terms of just kind of being really on that level. Yeah. Um, like, like they're certainly on um, like on Bellwood's level and they kind of really snuck up on the scene, I think, because Bellwood's got a lot of the focus while Blood Brothers was really kind of become like becoming like really, really top tier stuff. What happened? Um, how, how did they just come through? Like, that's a, it's a really great point. Cause like, it feels like they came out of nowhere. And, and it's it just, like, I think it's, I think it's because they were maybe only like six months behind Bellwoods or something like that. And Bellwoods really, uh, like really had a lot of the focus for the, the like for a really long time. Um, and I think it was kind of easy for people to uh, like to forget and, um, uh, like and kind of as the rest of the scene grew, when people's uh, like focus were able to broaden a little bit, uh, like that's kind of when I feel like they really kind of got a bit more acclaim. Mm. Um, but like they're top, like but they're top tier shit. Like they're, like they're mm. on the same level, absolutely no question. Yeah, um, like Bell was like, third they moon. Really, Blood Brothers easily. Yeah, and like, and Blood Brothers really kind of carved out their own niche in term, like, in terms of branding. Um, like, like, they're kind of like Third Moon in the, like, in that way. Like, you know, they're like their early on stuff was like was very, very metal. Um, like, you know, particularly with the. Um, uh, like even with their like their logo of like like you know of the like of the blood hand and all of uh, um, like and all that stuff and with the the brew pub in the early days um, kind of like kind of had that shrine thing going on uh, like like you probably saw the brew pub in the early days when it was uh, like when it was a much smaller operation when they had that shrine thing behind the bar do you remember that yes I did to be honest I'm I was very late on blood Brothers, so I'm not gonna lie. Okay, fair enough. But anyways, uh, and, and actually, the way I discovered Blood Brothers was uh, like shortly after I be, uh, like I became friends with you guys, and I did a trade with Scotty back at, uh, like back in the day, and he like you got you guilty remnant with, uh, uh, guilty remnant among a couple like among a couple of other things. Scott like, put me on lies. Too. Yeah, yeah like, like White Lies was a like that was one of the like one of the first um, like kind of like. Uh, sour slash wine beers that I've like that I had ever had like like, like that was spectacular. Still is. Yeah, uh, like, like like see that like that's a good example right there of one that I feel like really flew under the radar while everyone else was creaming over Jelly King. Um, like White Lies was there, but like and so like and so good, but I feel like people weren't talking about it. Yeah. Um, Paradise and too. like and. And, and and like and even their flagship IPA like Shumei is spectacular. It really it's is. really really good. Even that's um, one of those Blood things. Light. Yes, yes, yeah. Blood Light, like Blood Light is excellent. Like I'm I'm not generally one for uh, like I'm not generally one for sub five percent IPAs. It's not uh, like it's not usually my thing. Uh, they, I mean, usually at that point they're like they're pale ales, and I feel like Blood Light probably is a pale ale. It but is, like, yeah, yeah like, like usually when those things get below five percent is when they kind of start to get a little bit too harshly acidic, um, and that's one of those things that I usually don't like about session IPAs. 
but like blood light is excellent like it's got a like it's got super good body um mm-hmm. like the kind that you wouldn't normally expect from something that's below five percent you know a fun um, fact about but, that beer it it originally was a light lager when they got the cease and desist for the blood light they actually made it the same as uh bud light the the logo uh, they got okay. a cease and desist okay. then they asked them to collab with them and then they didn't respond and then there was another brand called Toad of Light, which I actually reviewed that beer at a beer bar. I remember called, that one. Do you remember that I one? I remember that one. So there was yes. a beer bar called The Walrus in Toronto on Bay Street, strangely enough. Really weird place for a beer bar, and they had it there. I went there with friends years ago. So I remember having that beer there. So what they did, they took the Blood Light brand, which was stronger, and the Toad of Light beer that was better, mashed them up, and that's why it's a pale ale today and not a... Uh, the light lager than it used to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you are right. That is a pale ale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I like, I love mm. how fucking cheeky they are. Like, like blood light was one of them. Um, blood var was a, like was another one. And, Great, and, and yeah. like, man, like, 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 you know, Blood, Blood Brothers is another one of those ones that like can really transcend uh, like a whole bunch of styles with the same level, like with the same level of quality, like spectacular haze, Great sours, um, like uh, like like, but the crispies, holy shit! The like, transhuman, uh, like oh, transhuman state, <sighs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Dry hop, um, beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh my god, like they're so, they, like like they're so fucking good. Like like, like they, they they don't do a single style badly. I don't think they couldn't if they tried. I really think, and I think that the the improvement came from when Patrick Howe came in. He was came from Nickelback. Oh my god! And when that Patty guy's a came fucking in, god, man. Patty's the fucking man, dude. Like I, I love Patty so much, and what he's really—he's so humble, man. He's such a humble dude. But like, he's like he—he's he, such a sweet, friendly dude. Yeah, man. Like everyone loves him. He knows everyone. I, I like he knows the beers are good, but he's not like a dick ever. He's just like such a great guy, and, and they just. They once again, Blood Brothers just care about the beer, and and you know, another good mate of mine is a a, um, a dude from Australia who worked for Collective Arts recently moved over to Blood Brothers, and he was just telling me how fucking amazing everything is and how much he's loving it, and you know they they've got a great team over. They've got a diverse team as well. Every time I go in, I'm seeing different faces from different backgrounds, which doesn't typically happen in a uh, you know in a brew pub, particularly like that, um, you know. I and I, I appreciate that because then there's like it's welcoming to more people and they're not you know like you'll see shortly why that they're also very dedicated to to this and they're they're involved in other initiatives which is a beautiful thing and you know even just the fact of putting out a, a series of glassware with simply that are this ridiculously expensive but this is like what is crystal or something right. I think. Yeah, I, I, like honestly, like I'm kind of angry right now. I'm so fucking jealous that you have those <laughs> classes. Dan was like, "What do you want for Christmas?" I'm like, "Nothing. I don't want stuff. I don't like gifts, really. Like I'm just, I just buy what I want when I want it." So I was like, "I don't really like it," but Dan really loves gifts. He's a kid. He's 23, but he's old school. So I was like, "I don't know." And I, and he had the day he asked me, they happened to have dropped this. I'm like, "I don't know. I want this," but I'm like, "Dude, it's really expensive. Just tell me, and I'll pay whatever you want to pay for it, and I'll pay the rest." And then he. Just got it. So I didn't think he was going to do you it. You know what? 
you know what? I like I, I respect that. I'm like I, I'm like Dan on that uh, like on that front. Like like I like giving gifts, but like holy shit! Like like, like he went all out. Yeah, like, kind like, of, that's next level there. We bought him a bunch of stuff too, obviously. But I kind of feel like uh, I kind of feel like I owe him a bit now. Now I'm actually thinking <laughs> about it. I kind of feel like like do you want anything else, bro? I'll just buy you something now, like just to make up for it, because this is ridiculous. Like. This is, you know, it's yeah. super cool. But the fact, but who else could get away with selling this though? Like who else could, could really get away with selling this product? Well, you know what? That's a great, like, like that's a great point. And like, uh, like, like their artwork is eminently suited to that. Like, 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 they, like they go so nuts with their, like with their can artwork. It's like, I, I literally don't even know how to describe it. It's yeah. uh, like, it, it, it's so bizarre and uh, like, but at the same time, like it really fits their, like their whole image. It's um, like, it, it's something to behold. Like if you like check them out, their brand, like their branding is spectacular. They've got some of the best merch of, um, uh, the, the, like of any brewery in Ontario, uh, that like all of the like all of their merch from their glassware to their uh, the, the, like to their apparel, uh, uh, like it's all sporting like exceptional imagery and uh, the, the, like all of their beer branding and whatnot. That's they, they, like they were a top pick of mine um, in our the, like in our holiday gift guide exactly for that reason. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm glad we we added them in there because yeah, this this shit is fire. The beer is yeah. incredible. I haven't had a chance to eat there, but I know that they've got like a great chef that's from somewhere, like a, a great Japanese restaurant from memory, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, like Momofuku or something. There's something right. like that, and, <laughs> and you know, it's just the experience there is amazing. Every time I've drank there, I've had a great time. Uh, you know, huge. It's fan. good people there. Always good people. Good vibes. People who know their shit go to Blood Brothers. I always felt like Blood Brothers were the like under the radar, kind of like Rorschach, but then they made it above the radar. Like yeah. a few years ago, they were where Rorschach is now, I think. That's actually a really good yep. comparison. And then I they would just agree. I would Yeah, agree. You, you feel me on that, right? With that sort of the, yep. the, the dank, beautiful, creamy, hazy IPAs and the impeccable barrel aid stouts. I recently I got hooked up by well, I bought it through a friend, he got me a bottle of the Captain Howdy. Um Oh, that's heavy stout. shit there. Yeah, like eleven percent stout and stuff. My boy goes and gets all the crazy shit. Um, to yeah, my, yeah, my, my, yeah, yeah. My my boy Ryan got me a bottle of Captain Howdy for my birthday, and uh, and like like that was uh, like that was a heavy one to get through on my it's own. Let me tell you, it was really like it was really good, but holy shit! It's a lot. <laughs> all right, I'll split it. Oh yeah. Good to know. It's good. No, it's good though. It's good though. Don't they, like? Don't even worry about it. <laughs> okay, I think I've had the older versions, but I hadn't had the the latest one. But look, yeah, man. Everything that they do is is phenomenal. Um, can't say enough about them. I really feel like this top ten list is is like it's almost like we could go on about all of them, and that's why we uh, both agreed on these lists. Like you said, we were already at eighty percent before we even had to negotiate, and the negotiation was very easy. I think I just took my two out and replaced them with your two because I was like, you know what, that's fair, and we agreed really easy. So you know, yeah. it's it's it. This made this a, a true collaboration and the true thing that we're both uh, passionate about all of these breweries, which I think is important if you're going to put together like a top 10 list. Ontario beer is some of the best in the entire country easily. Obviously, you know, Ontario, Quebec and, and, and uh, British Columbia are e you know, easily the, the top three. You could kind of interchange them, arguably. 
I mean, we all have our sort of biases uh, there, but like Ontario is, is has always led the way. They, I would say, most of my uh, palate today is because of Ontario craft breweries, such as a lot of these ones that we've mentioned here. And uh, I'm proud that BOS represents Ontario craft beer heavily. I hope people do see that and that we we refuel. I feel like people, you know, the breweries know it and, and the the drinkers know it. Um, yeah, man, I'm just proud to be affiliated with it all, with, with this quality level that's coming out. Like, Canada should be fucking proud and Ontario should be fucking proud, particularly Absolutely. at a time when we couldn't travel. You and me, we, you know, we, we traveled often, you know, a lot, even if it's just going to Vermont or we get beer from all over. Have you been upset in the last two years not getting beers from the States or anywhere else? Because I haven't. You know what? Like, you know what, man? I can't complain, and like, and especially, like, and especially living in Ontario because, like, I've got an advantage that, uh, like, that you unfortunately don't in Quebec, which I know is a big beef that a lot of Quebec brewers and Quebec consumers have. But like, one of the advantages that we have in Ontario, and like, this was accelerated by the pandemic, is that like I can get beer sent straight to my door from almost every brewery in the province, and, and, and that is like wonderful. it's. Uh, yeah, it's like it's been a glorious thing, and it's something that I've taken full advantage of, um, like and especially since the like since the pandemic, because I'm like because I'm not going nearly like I'm not traveling nearly as much as I would have otherwise. But you know, it's been one of the like it's been one of those things of like you know if I want Bellwoods, I can get it straight sent straight to my door. If I want Blood Brothers, I get it sent straight to my door. Um, up until very recently, rest in peace. Uh, uh, if I wanted mm. half hours on earth, I was getting it sent straight to my door. Oh my God. I miss them so much already. It hasn't even been that. <sighs> long. They, they would have been in our top of, If, oh my God, if they, uh, yeah, if they had not shut their door, like shut their doors, I mean, mad respect for their principles, but if they had not shut their doors, they unquestionably would have, uh, like would have been in the top 10. Probably oh, top I'm so three, sad they're really gone. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because it's it's too much. But no, I don't want I, I don't want to talk about it. Either. I'm going to get too upset. Yeah. Um. All right. So the yes. Yeah, so so you're absolutely right. Like we're we're incredibly incredibly lucky we're so here in Ontario. There's so many good breweries here, brewings like brewing such good stuff across the style spectrum. If you're at, like for anyone who is kind of just getting into the craft, like just getting into the craft scene, um. I am fairly certain that every brewery we mentioned, let me go through it again, Town, Fine, Balance, Bellwoods, Tooth and Nail, Godspeed, Third Moon, Matron, Dominion City, Rorschach, and Blood Brothers, all 10 of those breweries will ship to any, like, will ship to anywhere in the province. Yes, sir. So if there is any of those breweries that you have not tried yet, you can, wherever you are in the province, you can get them sent straight to your door, all 10 of them. Um. So you can't go wrong at like, we've got such good choice here in Ontario and like, like, like that top 10 right there, take your pick. You can't 100%. go wrong. You really can't. So with that said, we have a bunch of honorable mentions. So these are other breweries that when we were tossing up for our top 10, that both of us had a few additional breweries that we thought were, were great and um, wanted to just kind of like add them in as a, as a special mention because they do some great stuff. And it was, you know, well, it's not like we're, it was a piece of cake choosing this top 10. Like, you know, it is pretty tough in a province with, you know, like Ontario with what, 250 breweries that are all, you know, the vast majority of them are fucking fantastic. 
you know, to come up with a top 10, we've basically got, uh, without counting, there's probably 10 to 12 honorable mentions. And we're going to kind of skim through and maybe we'll just say a quick word about each one, um, about what, what we, uh, you know, that they also could, some of these breweries could be like ones to watch for 2022. Um, so I don't know if you have the list in front of you there. I have it in our text uh, chat here. Um, yep, I've got it as well. Perfect. I you want to take the first two there? I will indeed. So Aveling, Aveling Brewery uh, in, uh, on Queen Street in uh, the East End in Toronto. Uh, they've been doing some fantastic stuff. Brandon, Max, and the team, great, great stuff. Uh, a lot of barrel aging they're doing lately. A lot of great sours, very uh, intricate stuff. They're crispy, fantastic. They're doing um, some great IPAs. They're really focused on Ontario ingredients, which is really cool as well. They've got this 90, yep. I think it's called 99 series. Where they do ninety nine percent Ontario ingredients is like as much as humanly possible, locally. Yep, I, I like I, I would say for Aveling, their like their barrel series is extremely underrated. Like it, mm. like it is so fucking good, like really, really good. Like their like their barrel age stuff is like is definitely my favorites of anything I've tried from them. Yep, it's Couldn't really agree good. More. Yep, definitely. Another great one is Old Flame in Port Perry. Um, they do some phenomenal crispy boys. I was put on to them by our community on BOS. So you guys put us on and uh, we end up having them on the pod. I was on the phone, I think uh, yesterday with Richard who was there like sort of like the head brewer who just got promoted to like VP because they've got a couple of um, uh, locations in Newmarket and Port Perry. Um, great dude, Korean Canadian as well. One of the a Korean Canadian dude who's in charge of, like this traditional brewery doing traditional styles that like, you know, I feel like he doesn't get enough props, man. Like I really like this dude. He's really passionate about craft beer and, and um, you know, he's a, a BIPOC individual running this shit. Like I feel like why aren't people talking about that, that more? I think that's important because he, I told him, I was like, bro, it's not fair for you to be the face of stuff, but it is what it is. We need some, there's no other Asian Canadians that are really like, you know, showcasing what they're doing in craft beer so first of all there's that but yeah, that's a great point the 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 because he told me he was like you like i told him about link up because well you know you're talking to a korean canadian i'm like yeah bro of course i do I, like i'm well aware of that and I, I you know i'd love you to be a part of it and i love what you're doing but yeah they're crispies man like i know that uh, you did a fantastic write-up on uh, um the podcast companion when i did that uh, episode um with them and you know you enjoyed their beers as much as i did all day you know I really did, man. Yeah, like, like, like that was actually the first, um, like, the first taste of them that I've had, and I was really, really impressed. Um, like, like, all four of their core lineup are really, really solid. But like for me, that unfiltered Hellas, like that was, that was a one right there. Yeah, man. Really great stuff. So I've been excited to see what they do. The, he's told me about some of the new projects that they're working on this year. So excited to see what they do. Do you want to take the? We just can go two two maybe. Make it easier. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So okay. So next up, um, another like another Ottawa one. Um, Small Pony. Yes. Small Pony Barrel Works. Like the, the like is and uh, you know Sean McVeigh, one of our, like one of our favorite humans in uh, like like in Ontario craft beer. Like just such a like such a great place. This is so an incredibly niche brewery. A hundred percent barrel aged sours. Um, no one, like no one in the province, is doing barrel aged sours like like Sean and the team there are. Uh, it's 
it's it's exceptional stuff. It's one of those things like 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 Small Pony has a, an an incredibly signature taste. It's one of those things of if you're drinking a Small Pony beer, you can taste it immediately. Um, you got to really be into like be into sour beers because that's the, like because that's really what they focus on. But um, they do very like very simple stuff to very like, like to very inventive stuff one of their most popular uh like you beers that they put out uh i can still hear you i just can't so see you right that's now. okay i'm gonna swap the battery see if it works keep talking yeah no worries I'll, I'll, I'll keep talking um like what like one of their most popular beers that they have, tend to have uh like almost year round is half remembered dream which is a rose hip hibiscus sour beer um, it's really, really, really good um, for like for anyone who's just kind of venturing into sours. I think that's a, like that's an excellent one. Or even for anyone who just likes sour beers, um, like it's a really good one. They've also got an excellent uh, club called the uh, like called Culture Club, where if you want like some kind of the more experimental series that they like, like that they put out four beers a year with like with crazy adjuncts and whatnot. Um, like, like, like I love what they do so much, and they're just like, like really, really good people brewing really, really good beer. So, yeah, that's Small Pony. Um, next on the list is Nickelbrook. Yes, um, probably like probably one of the ones that most people would consider an Ontario OG. Uh, they, they, like they've been around for a very long time from my hometown of Burlington, Ontario. Hey. Um, yeah, so uh, like so they've been around for a while. They're also one of the most accessible breweries in the province because they're very widely LCBO available. Yeah, um, they, like most of their uh, like most of their beers are. Almost everyone has had Headstock before, which is a spectacular West Coast IPA. Isn't it though? Uh, it, like, it, I feel it's like so it's underrated. Good. <clears throat> it's so yeah, it, it is underrated. It's so fucking good. Um, uh, yeah, like. And like and and you know cause and effect blonde ale and and you know they are also probably one of the most well known um like barrel aged stouts in like in the province as well with Kentucky oh, yeah. bastard and oh. the, like and the like and the variants with Cafe del Bastardo whiny, whiny bastard nasty. and uh, like and the like like it like they're so fucking good like like really like really really top notch stuff and. Very widely accessible. Like you can get them almost anywhere in the province at any LCBO, uh, any beer store, and they ship anywhere in the province as well. So if there's something that they have that is not an LCBO release, you can get it shipped to you, and it's well worth it to do so. Hundred percent. Not not to even mention like the small thing, like their root beer. The last time I made an order, I had uh, I did an order because I wanted to try and map out. I've almost got like a. Uh, eight-year vertical of um, Kentucky Bar. So they have 2014, 15, 16, 17. I'm missing 18. And I got 19, 20, 21. And uh, when I did that order, I grabbed a whole bunch of uh, their, their root beer. Their root beer is just fucking exceptional. It's, and they've had it forever. They've had it since like 2011, even earlier. Yep. And, and their ginger beer, which is great if you're making something like a Moscow Mule or something like that. Um. Just phenomenal stuff. I think Nickelbrook are a um, – that's why I was really proud to do the collab, the Green Apple collab last year with them. Um, I just think they're wonderful people. They've always been so good to us. But, like, having our label on a Nickelbrook can meant so much because I drank their shit. They were one of the first breweries I went to in Ontario um, in 2011. Yep. And it just means yep. so much to me personally. Um, and I just – I love the way that they've grown and they've, you know, their barrel – 
you know, uh, um, program has been killing it since 2014. I think that was the first year they did uh, Kentucky Bastard. And it's just such an exceptional beer. And to see them grow and then do, you know, small batch haze and then all these different other things that are just really quality beers, I'm like, man, I'm, I, I just really love them, I think. And I think they're just such a fantastic gateway brewery and a great example of, a, you know, even their branding has grown and changed over the time as well. So definitely. It really has. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like, and they're one of those ones, like I remember having their green apple Pilsner back when I was in university before I even had any concept of what craft beer was. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's the case for a lot of people in Ontario. Yep. That's why we brought that one back specifically because we knew the people. Would, yeah. Uh, that would was, love it. That, that was brilliant. I love yeah. that that one was brought back in that way. Yeah. It was super fun, man. It really worked out well. Uh, All right, next. The next two, Slake Brewery in Picton, Ontario, in uh, Prince Edward County. Uh, They have one of the best views of any brewery I've ever been to. Um, Yeah, 100% agree. Top of the hill in this beautiful, modern, you know, high, uh, lots of concrete, lots of windows, uh, this beautiful building, uh, these picnic tables outside that you can drink on and watch the sunset over the island. Um, you know, we first went in September and we went back in, um, it was too cold in December. We just picked up beers and left, but yeah, man, their stuff is amazing. Basically the main thing they do is crispies and haze. Um, just so impressed with all their stuff. Their crispies, they, they usually do a whole bunch of them. Fantastic. Their haze from, and, and nothing, none of it's crazy. Eh? Like all of it is super crushable. Most very good. yeah, like, like very crushable and very balanced, and and like and that's very much their ethos is they is that they want their beer to be extremely approachable and, yeah. and like and that they, like and they really seem to be very committed to that. Yeah, very much so. Always enjoy going there. You know, when I went in December, I picked up a case as well, split that with my bro, and um, just always enjoy having their beers around like uh, I, I pretty much I, I imagine i probably crushed most of them now i gotta double check because things get lost in there but you know been a, a really big fan and i think between if, if uh my personal opinion is that between slake and matron those two are leading the way for craft beer in um, prince Edward county and uh it's very exciting to see where they where they take it from there you know um, that's very cool next one is badlands brewery in caledon ontario i have not been oh, yeah. to the brewery uh, you've probably had more of them than I have, but everything I've ever had from Badlands has been a one. Uh, obviously, they are known for their haze. Uh, recently, I think they've been getting a little bit more into some stouts um, and some other things like that. You might be able to speak to them a little bit more than I can, uh, bro. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I think they put, they put out what I think was their first pills recently called CS Pills, and I, I like, and I had that, and it was like it was quite good. I haven't had any of the stouts, as you say, they are primarily and shamelessly known for their haze. Uh, like, and you know what? Like it, like it's really solid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's really, really good. It's the, 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 like it's big, like it's big haze. It's thick haze. It's like like that's what they do. They're very much like Third Moon in that, yeah. uh, like in that respect. They're in that conversation. Um, yeah, they're they're in the conversation for sure. And uh, like and and you know what? Like it, it's quality shit. It like it, it really, really is. You can't like they're one of those ones that you can't even question on that. Yeah, it's I- uh, like that, that's what they're passionate about, and they do it well. Big facts. And I would say that some people might question why they didn't make our top 10. Uh, for me personally, I just hadn't had enough of their beers to place them in the top 10 above any of the ones that we had in there. 
I feel like, and, and, and that's, you know, unfortunately what this kind of comes down to sometimes is how much you're, you know, have access to, even in the Quebec one, sometimes like not 2021, but the year before I probably had one, maybe two beers from Bar Canada who are easily, you know, some of the best Hayes breweries in uh, Quebec, but you know, I didn't have much of that year, so it's not, I, I couldn't put it in there. So I don't know about you, but for me personally, I just, I, I did an order actually there for, with um, my brother. I think we might've got, we did the 12 pack. So I think you get four different beers or something. Yeah. Like three of yeah, each. usually. And uh, so, you know, I get to have four different beers really. And maybe some, and the other person, you, you're the only other person who, who makes sure I get uh, Badlands from time to time. So I just hadn't had enough of them to be able to, to put them in, but I, I, you know, I look forward to drinking more of their stuff this year. Absolutely. And, and you know what? They were absolutely in the conversation for me. Um, in like, like, you know, you could very easily include, uh, like include them in a top 10 list and I wouldn't disagree with you. It's uh, like, it's just one of those cases of if you can only choose 10, some, like, you know, sometimes some of the ones aren't going to get picked. It's uh, yeah. like, it, it's as simple as that. But if you included them in a top 10, I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah, exactly right. All right, next two, bro. All right, so next up, Wood Brothers. So this is a small farm brewery in Glen Robertson, Ontario. Um, and it's, it's one of those ones that like, it, like not a lot of people have been to because they are in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's, a, like it, it, like it's a case of if you're mm. like, you could drive there from Ottawa or from Montreal. It's about like about it's halfway in between. Exactly halfway, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, well, like about. I mean, on the highway, it's halfway, but then you still have to like veer Go off for in. another half hour off the, the, the <laughs> like off the highway. It is not convenient on the way to anything. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah. but that said, it is worth the trip there. Um, it is. like because like because they've got a delightful um, le, le, like farm tap room there. Um, it like you know, there's some real like they are some really nice people there, and uh, like. They are again another like another brewery that is like really all like really all about haze. Um, yeah. That's like that's what they do. That's what they're passionate about. They like the way they brew is pretty unhinged, but like it like but it is top tier quality shit. And uh, you know, props to them. We there was a collab um, like. Uh, Back in early 2020, which uh, like, and it was released about a month after the world, like after the world went and to brewed shit. Two days before we were there on a Friday, March the 13th, 2020. I'll never forget it because it was we didn't yeah. know how to greet each other. We were like, yeah. do we dap? Do we elbow? It was back in the like it was back in the very questionable zone. Yeah. Um, Noah and I unfortunately had to bow out at the last minute. We were part of the like, like we were part of the creative phase, so our names are still on it. We unfortunately didn't end up uh, being able to attend the brew day, but uh, like but you know it was still a group collab. Um, it, like you know still uh, like still the Chinwag gang that uh, the, like that like that like that collabed on the con. Concept of it with them, um, our uh, like you know our Cadbury cream egg uh, uh, stout, um, like that that was released for Easter that year. That was a really fun, that was a really fun thing that uh, like, like that we did with them. Um, in any case, it's uh, they're like, you know they're an excellent brewery and uh, like they are now thankfully to the like like thanks to the wonder of. Um, 
uh, independent bottle shops. Like, you know, that like they're more widely available across Ontario. Like I know places like fourth and seven have the, 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 like have their stuff every now and then. And, uh, places, uh, places like Bevy Bira and, uh, like, and whatnot. So there are places you can get their stuff and I would highly recommend that you do if you have the opportunity. Yeah. I haven't had their stuff for ages. Um, Next up is another one from Kingston, who we uh, the, the, like, who uh, C and I interviewed this year is Daft Brewing, um, who you, like who you'll probably recognize from their flashy flamingo uh, logo and uh, the, the, like and their very funny uh, uh, like like social media um, whatnot. So another beer, like so another brewery from Kingston. Um, we, uh, like, as I said, we interviewed them uh, like a couple of months ago on the uh, like on the podcast, and uh, like they're doing some really good shit. Um, they've got like they've got a very kind of like funny, silly, uh, goofy uh, like kind of mentality. They don't take themselves too seriously, but they do brew really good beer. Um, they like they've kind of become known for their sours for like for a lot of it, but they also. Um, like just brew like very inventively, but like but also very deliberately as well. Um, yeah. The like like their head brewer is uh, like is very creative. He likes to experiment with adjuncts, but um, like but doing so very well. Uh, like you know, they like they've got that crunchy grove um, carrot beer that uh, the, the, like that he was really serious about. They love Santa Claus, which which was a smoked pumpkin porter. Uh, I love like, that. Like, and you know. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it was really fucking good. Uh, you know, they also do a great dry hopped pills and uh, like and so many other things. We like we're like really big fans of them and really like really good people as well. So they like that's why they uh, they made the honorable mentions for sure. Couldn't agree more. Excited to see what they do in 2022. Yep. Uh, beautiful. The last three, I'll run through these. Indie Ale House. So this is a brewery, uh, the Junction in Toronto. Um, I haven't had them since 2020. Uh, I remember I went there in February 2020, actually, had some food and some beers, and they were super nice, really, really cool. Um, you know, I mean, like, they do some great. They do kind of everything pretty well. I feel like Indy aren't really known for a particular style. They they won for that Spadina Monkey. Uh, I think it's like a raspberry sour. They won, like, an award, I think, one of the Canadian Brewing Awards or something for that. Um, yeah, you know, there's some great dark beers. There's some great haze. There's some great crispies. I don't know if you've got a bit more. Oh like, yeah, so, like, like Marco really, Polo. really some some really really great crispies. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, like like Marco Polo was one, but like another one that really stood out to me recently was their foodery. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, like pills. What was it that called? Was... Fuck. Fuck, I don't, I, I don't. Remember. But it was at the LCBO. I don't remember. Yo, that shit was fucking fire. That was honestly, you, you said this to me, I think, and I was like, yo, I was thinking that it was up there with some of the Godspeed stuff, as far as yeah, the wood. It's up there. Like, I couldn't believe how fire that beer was. It was uh, really I'm fucking loving good. that. That, and there's another one that Memento Mori, I think it's called, which is one of their just like a crushable oatmeal stout, really fantastic. So they have like a nice mix of stuff, I think. Um, the, the, they also brew some dynamite haze too. Um, like the, like there was a series that they did. I think it was like a hop trio series that they did called love triangle. Um, like, like that was one that, um, like that I had that really stood out to me. Uh, like they do some good stuff with Brett as well. Um, 
like like some good barrel aging. Like they're one of those jack of all trades breweries for sure. Yeah, yeah, huge fan of India. Under, like heavily underrated, I think. Yeah, and I think when they come through with something like Marco Polo, which is available in um, LCBOs, and then the other food rage one as well that we can't remember the fucking name for. Um, it's you know, it's it's a beautiful thing to see that sort of grow, and uh, you know, I think they get the name out there a little bit more amongst the, both the gateway and the the you know the beer nerds. Um, another honorable mention, Leftfield, of course. Uh, I feel like they're like a kind of an old faithful at this point. Um, they started out being a little more on the hype side, if I'm honest, maybe 2016. They were probably a little more like, you know, they didn't start out from the very beginning, but around 2016, 2017, you know, they were doing, you know, with Greenwood, their, uh, IPA, their kind of flagship IPA, Rally Cap, the Pale Ale, um, uh, La- Laser Show, their, Laser Show, their uh, Vermont the, the, IPA. They England, the, like, like their New England double, like 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 that was a big thing early on. Big. I remember picking that beer up specifically on the way to Michigan in 2017 with Scott and Tiff, and and that being such a big fucking deal because there wasn't anything much else like that. Um, you know, even just you know their um, their coffee porter. Um, what's it called? Bricks and mortar. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. is a great one. Um, Ephus, their brown ale. Um, you know, which is one of the best brown ales. But yeah, you know, I just feel like Leftfield is just consistent. Uh, they never, they never fuck up. They just yeah. a really solid brewery that could easily have been in anyone's top ten from the consistency. But um, yep. you know, quality stuff. Yeah, it is it is what it is. And again, Mandy and Mark are just some of the sweetest people in the scene, and uh, they, like, and some really, really knowledgeable and very, like, like and very, like, employee focused. Like, they're they're one of the uh, like living wage certified uh, breweries in the province, which is uh, like, which is a very small list. So, respect for that for sure. Much love, absolutely. And finally, the last honorable mention. Uh, uh, Finally, so th- like this is in the same realm as Nickelbrook for me in terms of like broad accessibility and just kind of growth on the scene is Sawdust City. Um, these are like, like, like these are guys that we can't say enough good things about. Um, they're uh, like you know they're one of those ones that like like, like they were the first packaged BAOS collab I know that was before like, like before I was on the team, but like but I remember that beer for sure and. Um, They've just like they've just done a lot for beer in the province. Uh, first New England IPA, uh, like in Ontario with uh, like with Juicin, which dro- like which drove a big uh, movement in the scene, um, and like and they have also just in terms of their own brewing quality really turned a corner, especially in terms of uh, like especially in terms of their haze, um, which from. My money. The the marker of that turn was the release of Everyday Magic. That yes. was kind of when they like, like they really kind of came back around on that front. Um, but there's also like certain beers that are never fails for Sawdust City, and two imme- like immediately come to mind, and that is Twin Pines. Their uh, like their double West Coast IPA, which has always been spectacular, and uh, Blood of Cthulhu, one of the, like an, an iconic Ontario Imperial Stout. That one with uh, like with cranberries, uh, raspberries, raspberries, and, and I feel like cherries and, and cherries. Yes, cherries. Um, Fuck, yeah, I love like, that and, beer. Man, I love yeah, so, they were like this great. close to making it though. I mean, they they could have easily made it from based on for their sure. consistency. 
for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. And, and, they um, and, and you, you know, um, Sam is one of the, 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 like one of the best people in the scene for sure. And uh, the, like, and, and ju- just everyone there, they've got one of the best tap rooms and uh, like just one of the, 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 like kind of one of the warmest breweries in the province. Like can't say enough good things about them. hundred percent. No, definitely love them. So that would be it for our honorable mentions. Do we have any predictions? Jesus Christ, from any predictions or like, is that probably pushing it because we didn't really prepare predictions? And we're already two, uh, two, hour, you know, two hours it, 21. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't really prepare for that too much. So, uh, like, so I'm not really sure. I think, I think what we're like, I mean, we're, we're already kind of seeing it a little bit. And I mean, I, I know people have been predicting this for a while. I'm not going to say that anything is going to kind of approach the same hype as Hayes, but West Coast is on the rise. It is, the, the, like, it is. On the rise, whether people want to admit that or not, I know a lot of people who love to hate on the haze uh, trend. Like always, bitch that there's not enough West Coast, but like, but, like, but I disagree. I think it's coming back. I think it's on the rise. I think the breweries who are taking, like, like who are taking it seriously, are brewing good West Coast shit, and I think it's there if you want to look for it. I 100% agree. The only thing I would add, I definitely think we're going to see more crispies. I feel like the crispy train is still going pretty strong, and there's still a lot of breweries who haven't gotten on that um, hard enough. And on the flip side, I feel like smoothies aren't going anywhere because if a brewery like Bellwood just got on smoothies like a month or two ago, then there's still a lot of other breweries who haven't got on that train yet. So I feel like crispies and smoothies are literally at both ends of the, the spectrum are going to jump on, and then you've kind of got West Coast right in the middle there, and I agree wholeheartedly that West Coast are going to be a thing. Um, I kind yeah. of feel I'm, I'm going to. You might disagree with me on this. I kind of feel like smoothies are already fizzling out. I feel like it's one of those things. Like, it, like if Bellwoods is getting on it, like if Bellwoods is getting on it now, I think it's kind of like, like, and this is no shade to Bellwoods, but I kind of feel like they're hitting the tail end of it. I kind of feel like it's fizzling out. We're going to see. I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced 100%. I could be wrong. I could be I, wrong. <laughs> I, I actually see where you're coming from, though. I don't think you're completely wrong, but I, I'm not convinced being that I think there's so many breweries who haven't jumped on, so the, what, the, there's still a lot of breweries who will jump on, and I feel like the other ones who are doing it, they're going to just keep doing it, but I feel like the hype around it is definitely fizzled for sure. It's kind of like yep. milkshake type, milkshake IPAs or anything like that. No. And I look, I want to see, um, you know, there's like cold IPAs, there was, there was brute IPAs. I want to see, you know, there's Hydra IPAs that are coming out now. Maybe people will start jumping on that. I haven't seen it in Ontario. I've only seen it in Quebec, and I still haven't tried one yet. Um, yeah. Those have been the thing. But, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting year. So, look, at two and a half hours, we didn't mean to go this long. So let's just take a quick thumbnail, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. Um, yeah, I think none of us have taken a piss in two and a half hours with all of these beers. It's a lot. Uh-huh. All right, you ready? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, you fuck. don't got enough hands for this, mate. I know I don't have enough hands. I was going to be like, yo. Okay, 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 okay. Hang on. All right, ready? I can't hold the blood buggers up this way. Gorgeous. All right. Nate, where can everyone find you online? 
champion. All right. So you can find me, like, find me everywhere Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Nathan Does Beer. Uh, also, find me on the BAOS blog. All my old blogs are at NathanDoesBeer.com. And you can also find me here co hosting BAOS podcast. Fucking beauty. Um, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know where the new drops. You can say ding. Ding, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, follow us everywhere at BOS Podcast. Check out the log form audio. We basically drop audio and video every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, let us know in the comments everywhere if you have any thoughts on our top 10 in Ontario and of our honorable mentions. If there's anyone that we missed, if there's anyone you think shouldn't be in there, if there's any prediction you think was going to happen for 2022. Nate, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, happy to be here in 2022. Um, excited for a big year of craft beer, of collaborations, of uh, just positivity and just great beer and great connections made between everybody. Guys, thank you again for all the support. I hope you had a great holiday and you're ready for some fucking amazing beer in 2022. All I got to say is fucking get it in you. Cheers, y'all.